and welcome to or back to the Fun Filtered Podcast. I'm Sam and I'm joined as ever by Jordan. On Radio Fun Filtered, yeah. apparently. Yeah, thought I'd just do that for a change. Yeah. Imagine if we did every show like that. We're constantly speaking like this. Yeah, well, you know, Dan from Exeter sent in a, a funny little email. I'll read to you, aren't you? Should we do that? No. No. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, well, it's going to be a bit of a weird episode today, I think. A lot of um, disconnected chunks. Okay. I want to f- start off by talking about how late you always are. Because I, I feel like we, we've we've discussed each other quite a bit I on the podcast. I gave you my reason. I literally, I just saw it. Right, okay. You were already half hour late by that point. No, I wasn't. Were you not? No. I sent in a 20 past. I was supposed to be here at half past. The message did not come through. Okay. Well, it's not my fault. Well, it is. It's the fault you're late, but you know. Uh, no, it's not my sorry, fault that you sorry, saw the sorry, message sorry. later than you were supposed to. No, that's not. But the lateness is still your fault, isn't it? You know, just, you know. It was a cue. <sighs> Are we going to pretend this is a fluke? <laughs> No, but I have reasons. This is the thing. You never have reasons. I always have reasons. Never have reasons. I always never have, have okay. reasons. I have known Jordan for the better part of a decade. Mm. And, you know, we have been meeting each other. So we used to meet in Ponty, mm. the, the little town, mm. to just amble about aimlessly and discuss things. Mm. Unfailingly, you were late. Every time. I don't think so. Oh, I know, I no, know so. I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe that for a second. Lack of punctuality is a lot more palpable when you have to just stand waiting to meet somebody <laughs> outside a cheap product store. Do you know, it, you feel every minute when you have to just stand waiting for somebody. And then, you know, 45 minutes have passed, the, the, the meeting time, it's, it's the scheduled rare. meeting time. That, that and is... then you get a message saying, I'm going to be late. <laughs> that is rare. It's usually 45 like, minutes is I would say half hour is a good no, standard no like 5-10 minutes that is rub. that is bollocks <laughs> that is complete rubbish. bullshit if anyone looking to employ Jordan you need to know that is rubbish <laughs> that he is never five. if Jordan is late it is late with purpose right <laughs> it is half an hour 40 minutes late and I've tried various tactics over the years to try and curb your lateness mm-hmm. I think it was a point when we were maybe 17, 18, where I punched you for every minute you were late. Yes. Yeah. I give you a whack for every minute you were late. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work. Um, well, I just ended up being later because I had to <laughs> mentally prepare for, <laughs> for, what the, was for the abuse. When you started coming over the house, I think it there was a point where if you were over five minutes late, I just wasn't going to open the door to mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what to do, really. I don't know what to implement. I think what I might start doing, not, not you know, punishing you necessarily, more uh, keeping a tally, mm. a list of all the minutes. Right. Because I would say by this point in our relationship, we've missed weeks of, <laughs> inter- <laughs> of uh, interpersonal content. Right. So, I don't know, like in a year's time or two years time, I'll show it to you and go, this is what we could have achieved. Okay. With the time that we were doing nothing. Right. But we could have been. We could have watched a whole two more episodes well, that's the of the thing. I, I say that knowing that that's what we do with most of our time anyway. Mm. But I think when you see it on paper, it's like um, using a, a credit, a, a debit card, a contactless debit card and giving over cash, isn't it? There's a market there's Yeah, a market you, you feel the difference yeah. by handing over cash. That came up yesterday. I was talking to my father, right? And his his side of the family is very Ronda. Okay. Now, if you're not from this area, yes. How would you? I'm going to thrust it on you. How would you define that? They're all they're from the Ferndale area, Tyler's town, like yeah. deep in the Ronda. Mm. There's barely Wi-Fi. 
Yeah. Um, it's like it's like the Wild West a little bit. Old, like, saloons. Mm. And uh, it it feels distinctly unmodern. Yeah. Like, Ponty isn't cutting edge, but it does feel a little bit more... Well, well when, when compared to, like, Ferndale and stuff, yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Like, we, we, uh, we were in... Um, was it Mountain Ash? A little yeah. while ago? Yeah, yeah. For, like, a day or two? And we were in, like, a pretty nice location. Mm-hmm. We were like a pretty nice house, pretty modern, pretty big house. Yeah. And there was like no signal up there. Yeah, zero. Genuinely like no signal. Yeah. It's like, I thought this was, I thought we were past this. I know. You know. Yeah, and the people that walk around, they don't look like the city people. I mean, whenever we've been to London, we've been struck by the apparent ubiquity of attractive women walking oh, around. Oh, yeah. Um, I know, obviously. Yeah, all the nines and all the tens, they live in London. They all live in, yeah, they all live in London. Yeah. Um, you know, you get some in the city, obviously. A city's a good eclectic mix of people mm. in Cardiff. But then when you come, Ponty's a bit better, but when you go to the far reaches, to the deliverance zones, mm. people start to resemble kind of um, livestock. Right. <laughs> okay. They do, they just look like life has not treated them well. Mm. You know, like kind of um, sentient slugs. <laughs> I thought it was a, thought it was supposed to be on me. To this. You've, you've taken it upon yourself. I have, now. Yeah, well, I have to think so, it through. Okay, but go on. Yeah, carry on, man. How do you then? No, no, that sounds. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just insect people, mutant hills have eyes, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I say that having hailed from these provinces. <laughs> yeah, having family that are having, yeah. insect people. My family on my father's side are a bit more like that, and uh, his brother. He he lives alone now, but he his house is a pigsty mm. and not untidy it's basically unlivable right, right? My, and a couple of years ago my father took it upon himself to completely sort out that house mm. fix all the damp problems you know completely do it out to the point where you know the person living there could just it would never be an effort to clean anymore mm. like oh you make a mess tidy it up you never have to like because I think they got to the point of inertia where the, the problem was so overwhelming. Yeah, it's like oh, well, you can't even yeah. start anyway. Yeah. So they used to wa- they used to wash their dishes in the bath, right? Because <laughs> the sink didn't work. I see the tap. I assume <laughs> Just the sink doesn't work anymore. Yeah, and, and we were talking about that, and uh, apparently his brother has a thing where if you kind of clean something to basic perfection. And everything's in its right place, and there's a decent feng shui going on. Mm. He has to move something to make it imperfect. Right. He has to fuck it up somehow. He's the anarchist of the family. Is I it? said it's like the Joker. Like he, there has to be chaos. Yeah. Yeah, and not even I said what was it to like stamp his own personality on the like the, the decor. Mm. It's like no, it's just a mess with you. It's just that you might notice it and go, "Why have you done that?" And you'll find that amusing. Right. Um, that seems a bit like. Um I'm making assumptions about him, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That he's not he's not an intelligent man. He's really not. Uh, but that doesn't but s- I wanna say before you dive too deeply into that. Okay. I think he probably has learning difficulties. Oh, okay. So it's <laughs> like he's of an age where that wouldn't have been diagnosed I see. as a child. Okay. No, but I was gonna say that seems like a very um not in not intellectual thing to do. Yeah, it's it, like a very cerebral kind of I'm gonna mess with you. Well, like, like a, you'd think that like, you know, um, if I'm going to mess with someone, I want I want them to know instantly. I want it to be yeah. obvious what I've done. But the fact that he's like stealthily, yeah, some like female shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like maybe one day they'll notice what I've done, and then I'll be amused then. Yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah. But the reason I brought it up is because he um he has a water meter. This is so pedestrian. Okay. He's got a water meter now instead of like a fixed rate yeah. water thing. 
But even though if he used as much water as humanly possible, he would be paying less than he did a few months ago. Okay. He now can't use water. Because I guess he sees it, like, yeah. the, the topping up. Mm. So, like, when he has a bath, it's literally just like a puddle that he kind of, like... Right. He k- picks the water and kind of, you know, uh, dampens himself. But doesn't fill a bath. I think doesn't use a toilet as much as it should be used. Right. Will pee a few times and then... I see, okay. Flush. Um, and my father couldn't comprehend that. I said, well, I sort of get that. It's the it's the the contactless cash thing. Now he can see how much he's using. Yeah. He doesn't want to use any. Yeah. So I understand that. I don't think that's um, a kind of neurosis or psychotic thing. Well, well it is, but like yeah, a kind of common like, neurosis. Okay, I can see how much water I'm yeah. using, but I need that water. So I do need the water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But yeah, so I think I'm going to start keeping a account of the time that we are missing. <laughs> right, okay. Together. How many podcasts could we have... Uh, exactly, yeah. Could we have recorded? Well, the time? next episode will be our anniversary podcast. Oh, shit. It'll it be our one-year anniversary podcast. 36 episodes. Yeah, I know, that's annoying. <laughs> that is annoying. <laughs> Strange Could number. be the 40th or... Yeah, yeah, not the 40th, not the 50th, not the 52nd. No. Because we weren't able to go weekly. We weren't going to go weekly from the beginning, were we? It was going to be... I think it started off monthly. Oh, was that the idea? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. wow, okay. Certainly with the other podcast we did. Yeah. And then uh, I think that became bi-weekly, as in, or die-weekly. I never know. Yeah, well, it means both, right? Yeah, yeah. Fortnightly. Yeah. Fortnightly, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, then then became weekly. Yeah. Yeah, To the, I mean, it does keep accelerating downwards in that sense, to the point where I keep saying to you all the time, like, how much are you editing yeah. after these podcasts? Yeah. And you're like, oh, like minutes now. Where it used to be significant chunks yeah, of like a whole to, topic. Yeah. I was going to say we cut like whole topics. It yeah. does make me a bit suspicious. Like before, it was you know we would we would cut like large topics mm. if there's something wasn't really working mm. or if we didn't like the order of something. It's like right, get rid of the whole thing. We got to get this under two hours. Do you remember that? Yes. Two hours was like too much. Yes. And yeah. now now it's just a case of like oh like maybe five minutes will go from th- like this three hour podcast. I think it's a it's a bunch of things, isn't it? I think it's principally. Well, we're obviously becoming more indulgent mm. the more we do it. I think there's also, you start off with all these ideals about it's going to be two hours long yeah. and that's going to make people listen to it. Mm. And when it became clear that that wasn't making people listen people to it. People weren't listening. It doesn't matter <laughs> like, now. We, just do what, we do what we yeah, want. Yeah, say what we want to say. Uh, three hours long, four hours long, gives a shit. It does make me a bit suspicious though. Naturally, if you're going to podcast a bunch, yeah. you're going to get better And you're going to get better at it. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. but are we? I think so. Like how, we, you know, in the space, I know it's been nearly a year now. Mm. Um, but yeah, in the space of like 35 episodes, yeah, we've gone from cutting, I think it was like an hour and a half we cut from the first episode. Yeah. And now the last episode that just came out, we cut like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's leading me to say to you all the time. We're radio ready. We're yeah. radio. We're <laughs> we're radio, radio ready. I would love doing that. Be Having like a, a daily or weekly radio show. You think? We yeah. were going to do that at university. We, we were, and we nailed it, didn't we? We nailed the first. Um, I think we did our audition. I, I remember the idea. I think was that I was going to be the host, quote unquote. Yeah, and then you were going to um, expound. Yeah, you. Yeah. I was the host. You were the guest. You were the, yes. the talent. <laughs> the talent. Okay. Um, was that the idea? Well, that's not our, what happened. Our, because... our idea for the po- for the show or for the audition. Because uh, well, I, I don't. I don't think we knew we... that we they were going to do that to us. 
I feel like we went in to talk to the people about it. Yeah. And they said, all right, do it. Do a show now, basically. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. For, for, well, I say for anyone who doesn't know, no one would yeah. know because no, it never no. became a thing. No. The idea that we were going to do a radio show and obviously mm. there are certain trappings that come with that. A we university had, radio show. A university yeah. radio show, yeah. And you obviously you have to stop like music breaks and I think taking calls as part of it. I'm not entirely sure. That's what I kind of would love to do. Okay. The thing that's missing from this for me is an interactive element right either with callers or with I'd love to play songs between our little um, <laughs> links right I'll, but like the, all the pressure will be off wouldn't it we, you talk for like five minutes and then you play a song it is less intimidating yeah. <laughs> than just looking at the counter going like when do we stop like an hour has passed two hours yeah, have passed yeah. I don't know but yeah we were going to do a radio show where we were going to like pit two films or two TV shows up against each other, right? Yes. And we Because this is something we used to do at Ponty. We were going to do, like, um, we we're going to compare, like, the directing and the writing and basically <laughs> yes. try and quantify which is the better thing. Yes. Yeah. And then we grew up and realised that's stupid. Stupid. <laughs> yes. You, you put Scott Pilgrim and The Dark Knight against each other. It doesn't matter which one has the better writing or the better directing. Yeah, you yeah. know, they both have merits. They're both good. Yes. It shouldn't be one or the other. No. But I think it was... The Dexter series finale and the Breaking Bad series finale. That yeah, was they were on the same night. They were on the same night, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't... Yeah, because I think the idea was I was going to host. Because I was the one who brought the idea to you. Okay. Because I was approached. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, all right, we'll give it a go. Yeah. Something to do during uni. Yes. So, like, they were like, and go. Yeah. And I said nothing. Didn't you? <laughs> no. But you jumped in so quickly, it sounded deliberate. Okay. But I froze. I completely oh, I, froze. I don't remember that. I remember, like... I can, I can only thank you that your ego was such that you just oh well I guess I'm the, I'm obviously the host so I'm just going to start speaking it would have uh, trust me it would have been a deer in the headlights thing because I, I know for a fact we didn't go in thinking we were going to have to audition like that yeah like, we thought they were going to ask us about what kind of show we wanted to do yes um, I suppose we should have anticipated it really but they just said yeah you might want to test the talent before you just throw yeah. it on the radio and they did they said okay your, your show starts now go yeah. We had to do it. So it was purely, okay, look, my impulse, I don't think it's an egoic thing, is if there's an, a silent room where conversation's expected, mm. I feel compelled to say something. Mm. That's always been in school and university. I'm, I feel that pressure most distinctly, I suppose. Yeah. See, it wouldn't have been, oh yeah, fucking fuck off, Jordan. I'm, uh, I'm taking well, over Well, that's a good here. thing you did, because yes. I would have just uh, Can you I remember how it. it went then, at all? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk for long. It was basically- I remember we were hunched. I remember feeling oh, like yeah. something we were like just talking like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just our necks were just yeah. folding into our bodies. Um, no, I remember that I gave the game away because you were like, we're going to talk about, we're going to compare the Breaking Bad finale and the Dexter finale. And yeah. I just went, oh, Dexter finale was terrible. That's <laughs> <Just> immediately <laughs> like, oh, this is our conclusion. Yeah. You don't have to listen to the show now. What was it? It must have been just like five, ten minutes. I think so. It was basically until, oh, go until your first music segment. Right. And they're like 10, 15 minute intervals okay. anyway. And we um, just, I think, yeah, it went fairly organically, as I remember. Well, I mean, we had no silence. We had the benefit of, like, even back then, mm. we had, we'd known each other for less time than we do now. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like we've had a good back and forth. Rap RT, yeah. Yeah, we got good, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I think is, because I, I don't know if, if it's the same for you, but I've had that a couple of times where people have said, like, oh, how long have you known Sam? And I've said, like, oh, eight years, ten years, however long it's mm. been. They're like, really? We thought, we thought you knew each other much longer. The 10 years. Yeah, we thought you were like childhood friends, basically. Okay. I think because of how comfortable we are around each other, how natural we are. I think so. Other. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's weird. I suppose you, it stops after a certain age, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's the function of my own, own experience, but 
when you get to your twenties, it's not as easy to form those kinds of um, those kinds of relationships. Yes, I suppose you're less concerned on your friendships than you are on your on your romantic relationships. Well, as well. I think yeah, I think we're past the point where you make like friend friends. Yeah, yeah. I think we're at the age now where the where the the significant relationships you're gonna form yeah, are we've got them already. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. In terms of yeah, friendships, friends, we've got yeah. them already. But are like your work colleagues and your wife. Yeah. Those are the two big relationships we have left to forge. Yes. You know? Because we have neither girlfriends or jobs. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no, we don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I've seen, I see, I've never really been able to, sorry to the people I've worked with before, but I've never really been able to relate when you see like things on social media saying like, oh, I die for my work colleagues. I wouldn't be able to get through uh, my job without yeah. them. Yeah. How sincere is that though, I think? Y- yeah. I worked in Weatherspoons briefly mm. and uh, there, there was that. There's that Spoons... You know, well, everyone sleeps with each other. Thing. Everyone yeah. sleeps with each other. But there's a lot of backbiting and a lot of um, slagging off. But, you know, it, yeah. I was never... I never became part of the Spoons family. Okay. I don't think they ever thought of me as one of them. Mm. I was definitely... For good reason. I mean, I didn't really bother. Yeah. And I was bad at my job. So... I, I do wonder... I, I feel like I've seen it from older people, though, as well. Um, right. where they sort of say oh I, I rely on my work colleagues mm. to get me through but then again a lot of the time it is people who are like 18 to you know 20s yeah so they're working like McDonald's and Weatherspoons and like ge- genuinely shitty jobs yeah in which they're just intense and the pay is low and the yeah. respect is, there's no respect amongst empl- you know and that kind of forges a camaraderie yeah it's like yeah. we are in this hell together yeah it's you like know? a war thing isn't yeah it? but if you're like yes. working in an office yeah it's probably there's probably it's still oppressive in its own way oh yeah but well, you have to entertain each other, I think, in in an office. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's um, true. Unless you're already dead inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think any group large enough is going to have that level of insincere. Oh yeah, we're a family. Mm. While also talking about everyone behind everyone else's backs. Yes, I've experienced that. I've done it. I mean, that's not you know, we're not we're not above that. Everyone does it. But I think that's why, for me anyway, you end up with like five friends in the world. Yeah. Because you don't want to be part of things. I've always been suspicious of groups anyway. I don't like being part of groups. Mm. Oh, you should join this film society. No, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like the idea of being part of a group in that way. My experience has been the So my social life has largely been governed by a mutual friend of ours. Uh, whatever he was doing. Yeah we would kind of be part of that group kind Mm. of thing and my experience has been each step on his journey of his little groups of people new cadres I've extracted one (laughs) from each you know Cherry pick the best or just oh I guess this is the one that I'm it's it's luck of the draw well it's that Louis CK thing isn't it it's like you you, when when the shit hits the fan you know who your real friends are and they're never the cool ones Yeah, (laughs) they're your real friends yeah (laughs) Um, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. God, even you're, you're he's been gone so long. Even your shit talking him at this point. <laughs> no, no. There's no, so much talking. distance now. It's like we're we're never gonna have to deal no, with him again. I, I mean that genuinely in um, an entirely uh, positive way, in, in the sense that the friendships that don't require questioning. Mm. I'd never had to worry about my friendship with Eddie. Yeah, not a single. Yeah, even when we've argued, so ask me, fine. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be okay. Yeah. I guess those are your real friends, aren't they? Whereas, yeah. like, no matter what the damage is, it can be repaired. Yeah. And you will move on from yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I do mean that entirely positively. Okay. Um, 
Yes. I mean, cool, we've talked about before. It's it's a transitory thing, well, isn't it? Well, yeah, you seem to have a very... Um, I don't know. I mean, your understanding of cool is not everybody else's understanding of cool. Definition, I, t- I should say. You I have, think it You is. have a different definition of cool. Well, how would you define cool? Well, people... Like, there's an image of cool, isn't there? And I know, I know this is a very specific example of cool. Yes. But, like, our mutual friend that you referred to, he probably mm. dresses in a way that he thinks... I think cool. most people think would cool. Right. You know, leather jackets, torn jeans, yes. sunglasses, yes. tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of like, oh, that's a cool guy. Mm. I think you said as well, didn't you? You had an image of yourself when you were in school of when you were like older. Yeah. Like this, you were going to be an actor at that point, I think. Or, this is like six, seven years old. Yeah. Like, primary school. And you were, um, you had like slick back black hair. No, I hair had spiky and, black hair. Oh, spiky black hair. Um, sunglasses yeah. and a black leather jacket. Yes. I, I basically, I think I kind of envisioned myself as Tommy, what was his name? Tommy Oliver, one of the Power Rangers. Right. Um, <laughs> he was in like the original. That is, when you're that age, yeah, that is exactly. cool. That is he was the in the original cool. series. He was the one of the first ones and he had like a ponytail. Yeah. And then he came back 10 years after to be like the mental character. Right. To a new group. And that, I think I was at an age where um, that look then appealed to me. Okay. Spiky hair, you know, you could do jujitsu and stuff. <laughs> um, yes, that was my image of cool. Mm. No, my definition is not distinct from the traditional definition. Whenever I see something that I know would be considered cool, I recognize it as such. Mm. It's not that I think different things are cool than other people do. I just I disagree with the concept of cool. I don't know what it means. Okay. And it, it kind of, it's it's paper thin and it's, it kind of evaporates on yeah, contact there well, as well. well. That's, you say that a lot. I do say that a lot. I just realized yes. that's another one of yes, your... Yes, I know. I knew as I said it. Yeah. yeah. Your argue the toss. Yes. That's, My argue the toss. That's your yeah. argue the toss. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is the standard definition of cool to which you are referring? When the, the kind looks, of cool I disagree with, that I, that I take against. Yeah. I mean, it changes as you, as you get older, doesn't it? Mm. I mean... Yeah, cool, I guess traditionally it's a spy is cool. Right. Right? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, but don't, you can't. That well, is cool. You can't, you can't take that away from No, me. but I mean, like. Spies are cool. A kind of prototypical uh, example of cool suave. would be James Bond. Yeah, but that's suave, though. James Bond is yeah, suave. Yeah, well, he's suave and, and he's cool, isn't he? Okay. I mean, I mean, he's cool I'll, when he's doing a thing. When he's just being, he's suave. A guitarist in a rock band is cool. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. You know it when you see it. Uh, cool, but that's the thing. The words become so denuded. Mm. Cool is just a... I acknowledge that as good. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't take against that. But just the concept of cool. Mm. Being drawn to anything that's cool, I find kind of repulsive. Right, okay. Because uh, it doesn't last. It, by definition, it will not last. Mm. Is it like... Um, I say it's your equivalent, but you yeah. believe this as well. But like falling for a girl just for her looks. It's like, well, her looks will... Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah they yeah. won't last. Yes. So, yeah, shared values. Yeah, is is the thing. I mean, her brain won't last either. Nothing lasts, or anything, any other yeah. part of her. Yeah. But I'd say, generally speaking, the looks are the first thing to go, right? Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. most cases. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, it depends what you mean. Well, yeah. The sex is the first thing to go, isn't it? Okay. Not not vanish, mm. but that's the first thing we you notice. Okay, now we're out of that. Yeah. The sex in We're all out the time. of the sex. We're out of that all the time. Yeah. And it's a relationship now. Right. Okay. What's what else is there? <laughs> you know, what else is there? Well, you're attractive. Maybe we should Oh fuck, we're not having sex. Yeah. But what does that mean? 
think that just happens, doesn't it? When you settle into a groove, is mm. it, obviously that has to stop. The honeymoon period has to stop. Mm. I always get a bit uh, wary when it seems like couples that have been together for a long time are still in the honeymoon period. Mm. It's like, ooh, it's like Fargo. It's that whole Minnesota nice thing. You know there's a seething <laughs> rage underneath. The hatred underneath it's going to break. If you watch Fargo, you know. Yeah. Minnesota nice, it's, you know, it's very, it's going to crack. It's yeah. going to fragment. I, I've been re-watching Fargo. Oh, um, the, in preparation for the fourth series. Well, yes. I mean, it started now. But I ha- I, ca- I started season two the, like the same day season four started. Okay, it's a bit weird. I'm yeah. watching them in tandem. But there's that great line uh, in the second season, Mike Milligan. Mm. He says to the main character of that season, "You know, I like you. I like you, Minnesota folks." He says, "Oh, we're nice people." He says, "No, it's not that." <laughs> he says, "It's um, it's the way you're polite, mm. the way you go about it, like you're doing me a favor." Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah, all these things, all, all things must pass. <laughs> uh, I have no idea where we started. No, but that's good, okay. right? That that is good. That's that what is, you want. Yeah, cool. I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Never, never subscribe. Yeah, to that it. kind of superficial cool. I've seen loads of people like that at university. Yeah, but uh, it's 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 usually paired up with something else. Mm. So it's not just that they're cool; it's that they're blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something like that. Like there was a girl. Um, that I went to university with. I spent a lot of time with her in my second year. She was French. Mm-hmm. Well, she was Polish-French. Right. I think she was born in France, but she was Polish. Okay. She was quite funny, actually. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm disappointed that I didn't, like, we didn't... I, I, I haven't stayed friends with anybody. University was a fucking waste of time for me. <laughs> it Genuinely. basically was for me. Yeah. The, but like, the, the but you kept thing, people. Only, only... Well, okay, yeah, I have. Yeah. Like, I haven't yeah. even kept people from uni, you know? Yes. Yeah. I was the one person in university where I would like go between all the groups. Mm. So I I was I had the unique opportunity in the sense that I was like spending time with everyone. Yeah. Over the course of the three years, I spent time with everybody. Yeah. And no one stayed in touch. But this was kind of a phenomenon that that certainly used to exist back when we, the world was running. Mm. My social group would become our social group. Yeah. And that, but it didn't work the same way with you. With you. No. You didn't bring me to people or people to me. Well, because all of the people I ended up with were dicks. You must like, have liked them at some point. Well, I liked them at some point, yeah. But there's like three people that I sort of, at the tail end of university, yeah, I sort of forged like a crazy partnership with. Yes. And they're all they're all dicks and it all ended badly. <laughs> yeah. But no, this girl, this French-Polish girl, yeah, what was funny about her was that she was, she spoke English. She spoke like decent English. Mm-hmm. It was clearly like, it was like, just above broken English, you okay. know, where she couldn't understand everything. Yeah. And she needed explanations. Right. But sounds she, like sounds like Fidzy. Oh yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit, yeah. But she could like form a sentence. Yeah. You know, she could articulate to a degree. Yes, yeah. But what she she hated her accent. Right. And it was a very typical French accent. It was kind of like a Oh, I hate her accent then. <laughs> but no, it's it's when I say typical French accent, it's that typical like oh. No no no. It's like that female French accent where it's kind of <laughs> No, it's not as <laughs> Not as bad as that. Okay, like I know the nice, mean. the nice female French accents. They do exist, Sam. Don't give me <laughs> I that don't, face. Don't think I don't think I've heard it if that exists. Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah but it was like, just a, it was pleasant. Like Melanie Laurent. Laurent. Yeah, Laurent. Laurent. Yeah. But yeah, it was pleasant to listen to. But she hated it. Yeah. Um. So she would, um, if someone was speaking to her, she would try and talk like them. Okay. She would like replicate their accents. Right. Um, and that seemed to extend to her also imitating objects. 
Right. So like there was like one time where we were um, we were coming back to university after like filming something, and uh, we were crossing the road. Obviously, the traffic lights beep at you mm. as you're crossing the road, and she was just going beep, beep. Okay. <laughs> beep okay. Crossing the road. And I called her out. I was like, are you doing, what were you doing that for? She was like, I, I, don't, I don't like my accent. <laughs> okay. So I, I don't know how this helps you. So she was trying to adopt the accent of the traffic Of oh, the traffic light beep, yeah. Was she French or did she have special needs? <laughs> oh, what's the difference? <laughs> Said by a French person. <laughs> what's the difference? We are all stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she, um, she was a very uh, bohemian individual yeah, yeah. and she hung out with bohemian friends they smoked weed yes okay and they lived in a house where they had like um those like yeah indian kind of cloths hanging from rugs the- on the wall yeah, yeah, yeah like that kind of thing psychedelic yeah, yeah. there was like a film that she <laughs> loves uh, rick and morty she absolutely loves rick and morty i tell you that right now does she yeah yeah okay yeah go on i don't know loves rick and morty likes fleetwood mac quite a lot oh I'm, yeah i'm pretty sure she liked yeah. fleetwood mac yeah, she made a film where, um, like, her and her friends were, like, dancing around an oil drum fire, like... That's not French. Hitting drums. Okay. No, but that's a bohemian thing, right? Uh, like a hippie, yeah. Yeah, hippie, yeah, yeah. hippie bohemian sort of thing. But yeah, she had bohemian friends. One of them was, like, a guy, um, you know, hair and dreadlocks. Mm. He had a very, like, gruff, gravelly voice. Where it was sort of, I can't, can't even... My voice is so pathetic. <laughs> I can't even do gruff, gravelly. Okay. Um... But yeah, it was very... It wasn't, like, smoker gravelly. Right. It had that natural, like, grit to yes. it. Yes, okay. And he would just, like... He came over one day and he was just, like, sitting on the sofa. Mm. And he was not really saying anything, but when he did say everything, everyone was clearly, like, hanging on his every word. Mm. Like, he would probably be seen as cool. Right. Basically just because of his voice. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was an attractive man in that kind of hippie attractive way, where they're sort of, like, messy. Yeah. But there's an attractive person underneath that, so it's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She was the same. She had very a kind big... Of manufactured mess. Almost. Yeah, she had very big, messy hair, and all of her clothes were, like, secondhand as well. Yeah, yeah. But because there was an attractive woman underneath that, you accepted it. Right. Whereas if I went out looking like that, people would be like, where's it, where's it... Get a job. Go back to your cardboard box, yeah, you yeah. know? But yeah, like, I think this is more... I think this point was still about cool. Yes. I think okay. we're still on cool. Yes. Yeah, he'd probably be seen as cool. Yeah, okay. Like, he's just sitting there not really saying anything. And then when he does speak, he speaks very little, but everyone, like, hangs on his every word. Because that guy's cool, Yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just think there are very, very few people to actually like. Uh, yeah. It's really... <laughs> there, it's, there is that. Everyone, yeah. I don't know. Well, I was going to ask you. Um, we brought up relationships briefly, and you brought up wife. Where do you stand now on all that stuff? What do you mean? What's your relationship to relationships? What's um, your mindset? Well, I, w- I wouldn't mind one if that's what you're yeah, asking. Yeah, I know. I know you wouldn't mind one. But yeah. like, it, does that form any significant part of your psyche? Well, not at the moment because it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. I've thought about that, whether I would be one of those people. Because people, like, they have different priorities, don't they? Obviously, that's a very silly statement because it's so obvious. obvious. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, but you need to make those statements sometimes to get to a different point. Yeah, it's a foundational point. Yeah, exactly. So I've always thought that, like, my career would be, like, editing. That would be my, the only thing that I care about. Mm. And obviously I would care about other things. Yes. I'd care about my friends. I'd care about my wife and my family and all that kind of stuff. But editing is the thing. Yes. That's the... Um, Editing is the Jordan as Sonic is the Jordan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if I would be one of those people who, um, as soon as I got like a girlfriend and mm. it was like, oh, this is like a serious thing. Right. That's it now. That's my life now. 
Yeah, I think, I don't know, you, you, you'd like to think you're not... That, I, I think we do. I, I don't know whether that's a, um, a common thing. I think for people like us, we would like to think we wouldn't be absorbed. We wouldn't be drowned in a relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would probably in the beginning anyway, because I think everybody yeah, yeah, does. Yeah. It's like, like I said, I, a couple of episodes ago, I'm still playing Persona 5. Yeah. And I'm playing that, like, quite often. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I get to the end of that game, I'll probably never really pick it up again. Mm-hmm. But because it's new, it's something that I'm, like, sticking to. Yeah. So you all you have that with everything where like if something's new and you're enjoying it, it's like yeah. I will indulge in it, and then eventually, as you say, the honeymoon period ends. So it sort of goes to now yeah. it's just another facet of my life. But we we are simultaneously cursed and blessed with the gift and you know the shit on the doormat that is. Well, I don't know what the right word. I don't know if it can be summed up in one word. But as far as we see it, we have a destiny. Mm. to do a certain thing yeah we have a, a drive a goal a compart like yeah that's outside the realm of just vaguely well I want a decent job and I want a I want a family and mm. we don't have that mm. and that is absolutely not to demean that I kind of um, not, or to depress any future it. girlfriends yeah, yeah if they listen yes, back exactly, to this it's yeah. like oh I guess I'm not important then <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say I admire it as much as I envy it. Mm. I wish I could um, just like oh, well, the job doesn't matter as, as yeah. long as you, you, you have a bit of money you behind could, you. Well, yeah, you could get things done then. Get things done, but also, I'm, I personally, as a friend once said uh, to me, uh, I am not blessed with satisfaction. <laughs> right. Um, great little, great little sentence. Just, just to say that. For people like us who have a thing they want to do with their life, mm. we like we would like to believe that we wouldn't be subsumed yeah. uh, by a relationship. Whereas I think a lot of people would think, well, yeah, that's the point, isn't it? Mm. The point is to be subsumed into a relationship. Yes. That, that's not to say that any potential future uh, romantic interest would be uh, merely ornamental yeah. <laughs> or an accessory. <laughs> Because, but yes, the point is that when I, whenever I become involved with somebody, it kind of does take over. Mm. But you hate that about it. I do anyway. I hate that it becomes such a dominant force in your life. Uh, well, it depends if that be, if it stays a dominant force in your life. Yeah, like in the beginning, then you know you obviously you wouldn't mind. At least I don't mm. think you wouldn't. I no, wouldn't no. mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if we're like a year or two in, and it's still like, oh, you haven't, you're not spending all of your time with me. Yeah, it's like well. I, I like you, but I, yeah, yeah. I also oh, like. Yeah. I, I also like other things, yes. you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, I only ask because I've definitely arrived at a point where I I really don't care anymore. Oh, okay. I know that sounds like denial, maybe. <laughs> um. But I, I can't imagine ever giving a shit anymore. Okay. About that. I said to you a while ago, didn't I? And this is gonna. I don't know how this is gonna read okay. to people. But I said to you that, um, like, when it comes to, like, a girlfriend mm. or a wife, then, oh, God, we're at the age where, like, it feels like you have to say both. I know. Yeah. It's not just girlfriend anymore. Right. At what well, age? Well, we were at the age, but we aren't. No, know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you have to include wife now because that's, like, yeah, a, yeah. at what age does having a girlfriend, like, oh, you're too old for a girlfriend? What age is that, do you think? To have a... <sighs> I mean, obviously, anyone can have a girlfriend yeah, at any yeah. age. I think Leslie Nielsen... Right. Um, never married his girlfriend mm. so right up until the end of his life he had a girlfriend but what if someone says to you I have a girlfriend or I have a boyfriend 
at what point does it seem immature for that for them to say that? I don't know. It definitely does have a juvenile yeah a connotation to it. I mean, because your mum has a boyfriend, yeah. right? So I don't know if that I influences think, your answer at all. No, I think my mother has always said partner. Okay. Um, that feels more mature. Yeah. Yeah, because boyfriend seems... Um, I can imagine that seeming childish, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I have had that where, like, someone in, like, their 40s or 50s has said, oh, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. It's like, well, your past boyfriend, surely. Whenever Ricky... I've heard Ricky Gervais, cause he's, like, you know, he doesn't believe in marriage. He's been with his partner for, like, over 30 years. Mm. Maybe 40 years, I don't know. Um, whenever he's referred to her as his girlfriend... I detect a slight discomfort in having to say girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, my girlfriend. Yeah, and he just kind of moves on. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But you just replace it with partner. partner. Significant other is a bit unwieldy. Yeah. And I think that partner. is basically just wife, right? That's what significant other means. Well, yeah, well, could be a long-term girlfriend. Okay. Or, you know. I think I first heard that in Only Fools and Horses. It's used because Dal and Raquel, I don't think they ever marry. So... He always calls her a significant other. I see. Uh, I mean, they have a child together and, you yeah. know, all that. Uh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the point I was going to make was um, I said to you once that, like, when it comes to a girlfriend or wife or significant other or mm. partner mm. or insert word here. Yes. Um, bitch. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we wonder. Yeah. We wonder why we're single. There's... Um, there's obviously that expectation that, like, they're the person that you love the most. They're the person that you like have the most respect for that you want to spend the most time with mm. that like all of that stuff is just inherent and it's so yeah. strong when it comes to um a partner the other thing as well is that they like overtake your friends mm-hmm. like you have your partner and then you have your friends underneath that yeah it's so, like i can't picture that no at this point in my life i can't and this is why i said i didn't know how it would read i can't imagine going out with a girl that i care about more than you yes yeah okay okay yeah, fundamentally, if you're being honest with yourself, yeah, if, like if like beyond lust, because mm. this is a terrible thing, and I mean, well, yeah, that's the thing. They, she has the advantage of there's another dimension to our relationship yes. that we can indulge in. Yes, which we I obviously don't. don't. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yes, of course. But uh, it's a terrible thing to say. But I mean, no one that would who fits this description would be listening anyway. Any girl with whom I've been involved. Mm. I would be lying if I said I respected any of them. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> that's not to say that during the relationship I treated them like shit. I don't yeah. mean it in that sense. I mean, or that, or that any future relationship you would feel the same. Again, it, yes. for, the, for, for the future it's, girlfriends that might be listening to it's this. It's just to say that you, you just get wrapped up in, I mean, for me, it was purely that interest was shown. Right. Never had that all through school. And then as soon as it happened after, it's like, oh shit, I guess I like them then. Yeah. That happened a lot. But I think... Uh, I think a lot of people... I've fallen into that trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Fall into that absolutely. Trap. Or to say that after the fact, when you think about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I, d- I didn't really like... The- I wouldn't like them as people now. Right. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It was that and that alone kind of thing. And, mm. and that tarnishes... It puts a rosy hue on all the... You kind of assume that you respect. Oh, yeah, we kind of fundamentally share the same mm. values and things. And then when you think back, it's like, oh, we really didn't. Yeah. We really didn't. You just kind of pretended to yourself. Who is this did. stranger that I spent time with? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. That Yeah, pretty much. That's one of the most interesting, I think, psychological things about that, isn't it? Mm. After a breakup. It's like, it's a stranger now. It yeah. is a, a completely, yeah. Um, lockdown. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are your views? It's back. Yeah. Well, it never went away, did it? But well, a bit. Not really. It went away a bit. It had to have gone away for a bit for things to for things to be brought back in. You, you know? think? 
You'd think, wouldn't you? You'd think. If they were abiding a logical process. Oh, right. My, this my is, th- this is, you're going to be critical of the government now, are you? I'm going to be critical of the government, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I think that when this all started, right, I was a few weeks early to the party in the sense of uh, an, an, another mutual friend of ours uh, turned me on to this YouTuber uh, who, who does like a five-minute th- news thing every day where he talks about the news. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking about the virus in China when the West broadly wasn't. Okay. And he was saying, you know, it's like past the point of no return now. Like, it's out now. Mm. Um, stock up on tin, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And you just kind of, ah, one guy saying it, it's not, but then obviously it came to pass. Mm. So when it did kick in over here and we knew nothing about it, I was very, f- to the letter, right, okay, you follow the guidelines. Mm. You know, you came over like once and you said, oh, I think I've had it. Yeah. And I remember like being really annoyed and thinking, you can't walk around with that assumption. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because I will not let you come here mm. if you're just out about in the world. Like really strict about it. And then, you know, because I'm a human being, when you take or acquire more information, your approach changes. That's how the world should run. Yeah. We now know that the dirty secret about COVID is, yeah, if you have it, it's bad and it has killed a lot of people. But it's not as bad as we thought it was. Okay. It's nowhere near as bad as we thought it was in the beginning. Right. Uh, the death rate, you know, it's... This could have been... I know it's kind of a, a facile thing to say on some level, but this could have been a thousand times worse. Yeah. It could have been a death rate of 2%. It could have been a lot more infectious. I thought it was 3%. A, 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 a death rate? Yeah. I think it's lower than 1%. Okay. Globally, I'm talking about now. I, I mean, if I heard that figure, it would have been near the beginning of lockdown, yeah, so yeah. that could have been part of the... Uh, yeah. We don't. We genuinely don't know. Like how I think it. I think it's under one percent. Okay. And we will never even know the numbers because there are people who have had it that haven't even gone to the NHS. Or yeah, know. exactly. Uh, so it's almost certainly lower than we even think now. But we and America fucked it up to- totally. Okay. Sweden, if not the only, then one of the only countries in the world to not lock down. Hmm to apply a certain degree of social distancing measures mm. um, but basically let everyone crack on with it and it's gone it's yeah. not in Sweden anymore I just don't know how the rest of the world can't follow that example really is it um, were the government ever pressured in Sweden pressured by yeah, the people yeah it's going to lockdown no I think Sweden's a very kind of um, I don't think so. Okay. I, I think they just thought, well, well, we'll try it this way. Because in the beginning, it did seem like we were going in that direction with the UK. Where it's like, okay, we're, we're going to take precautions, but we kind of need to just carry on with everything. You know? Yeah, yeah. Herd immunity, we can't, you know, understate the importance of herd immunity. Mm. How are we going to achieve that if we lock down? Yeah, exactly. And then everyone complained and complained and complained. And then all of a sudden the government were like, oh yeah, actually turns out locking down is the way we're going to go. Right. So I don't know how much of that was just pressure from the general public. Well, I think it's generally agreed that we had to do it in the beginning to flatten the curve. That was what we kept hearing. Yes, so that the NHS wasn't overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Well, that's passed. We passed that. And we know a lot more about it. You know, Mm. obviously there's not a vaccine or anything yet. It won't be for another year probably. Yeah. uh, At least. So... My my approach now is this endless seesawing of, oh, we're locking down. This county's locking down. This county's locking down. Oh, now we'll open up, but like with conditions. Yeah. And now it all but guarantees that the thing just keeps spreading. And like, like it stops and starts, stops and starts. Yeah. You need to just allow it to burn through. That's like my view at this point. 
Uh, have you seen all those um, all those memes online? No, of, I um, no. Well, I'm telling okay. you, <laughs> of um, because we're in our local lockdown. Well, in most local lockdown, most of Wales is locked down now, right? Yeah, most counties. Not all of it. Yeah, some of it is still locked yeah, down. Yeah. That's what's that's confusing as well. Yeah, like in cases where it's like, oh, just Caerphilly, mm-hmm. the increases like there's a significant increase in cases. I can kind of understand that. Kind of because you're like you're isolating Caerphilly from the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. But if most of the country is locked down, then why not just declare a national lockdown? A national lockdown is yeah. it London in lockdown? Now? I think so. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, most and yeah, a lot of places still aren't. Well, that's that's the kind of the you know the. And I'm not farce. saying that, like, oh, if London is locked down, then everywhere should be locked down. Yeah, I yeah. just thought that they would do that. You'd think, yeah. Well, the farce of it, right, of it is that when you read, um, you know, right, so our county's in lockdown. When you read the exceptions to the rule, it covers everything except you can't go on holiday and you can't go out and get pissed in a different county. Mm. Everything else, yeah, yeah, there's a way to worm your way out of it. Mm. You know, I have a babysitter who's not in the county. Yeah, take this, fine, leave. Mm. It's just like the, the the amount of things. And then when you read about masks that are supposed to be mandated, the the, the conditions um, that can determine whether you don't have to wear a mask mm. is endless. I've seen a couple, I've been to, because I now have a mask. Yes. For the people who were worried because right. I didn't have a mask <laughs> to go buy chocolates. Yeah. I now have a mask. Okay. Um, but I've been in shops and I've seen like people walking around without masks. Yeah, it's not it's not a legal requirement. Yeah, and you know there's... mainly kids. In fairness, adults yeah. and old people they typically are they typically always wearing do. masks. But still, you can get that sunflower lanyard, you know, that says you're um, you don't have to wear a mask. Okay, but that's not like a, a doctor has to sign off on it. You can just buy those online. Oh right, I've done it for my father. Okay, because he uh, has diabetes and high blood pressure. Right, he works with people with asthma and stuff, and it's just the mask is too much for them from 8 to 5 every mm. day so he's like I just can't I went you don't have to you don't have to literally um, so I read up I read up the list of people who are exempt and it's I don't have to wear one because I've got asthma oh right okay so I go on a train I don't have to wear one okay um, you get, you, you'll get funny looks though you get funny looks yeah but I mean who cares I mean if someone comes up to you and says why aren't you wearing a mask they'll go asthma they can't do anything mm. you know the sunflower is just like a courtesy you extend to the rest of the world mm. to say yeah, look, I'm not just like taking the piss. Right? Yeah, but everyone can take the piss. <laughs> this, the, that's the thing about it. Like, my grandfather is very. Every time I see him, he's like, "Don't the young people understand? The bloody youngsters—they're ruining everything." Yeah, it's like, okay, listen, I'm, I will, I am always the first person to criticize my generation yes. for pretty much anything. But you can't lay all the blame at the feet of the young people, no. especially when you consider <clears throat> the fact that our county went into lockdown. I think because a group of like rugby darts people or whatever went to Doncaster on a bus and came back and like three or four of them had it right. and gave it to everyone else on the bus and that reintroduced it yeah. in, a, in a major way. And these like blokes in their 40s, 50s who stopped up off at pubs along the way. Mm. So that that's kind of irritating me. But, I, you know, I say to him, he's talking about the universities now, a lot, a lot have gone into lockdown, you know, not letting students out of their rooms. Mm. Yeah, not allowed to do this, not allowed to do that. I said, do you reasonably expect... I said, never mind what the ideal is. Do you reasonably expect 18 to 21-year-olds to listen to that? They're not. Two of my sister's friends have gone to university. I think the same university. They're not abiding it. Eh? Going out all the time? Yeah. Of course. Well, they're not going out. They're, everyone's going to their flats. Okay, right. Which is worse in a way. Because mm-hmm. everyone in that building is now, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, 
I realize I didn't, I didn't specify the meme, so I'll, I'll quickly oh, get out okay. of the way. Um, yeah, because yeah, part of the local lockdown restrictions is that alcohol can no longer be served after 10 o'clock. Yes. Pubs can remain open, yeah. but they can't serve alcohol. Mm-hmm. So there's loads of memes where it's like, you know, um, COVID-19 at 9.59pm, and it's just like co- like waiting patiently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not going to affect, I can't infect anyone before 10 o'clock, you yeah. know? I think that was it. Yeah, it's just it's but, just the fact that I didn't say it. So yeah, yeah, it's fair. I mean, yeah. So he keeps complaining about all the young people, so, and you know they should be fined and they should be this and they should be that. Um, the police should. So you, the police would have to monitor every person in the country. <laughs> so because if I go next door, I'm breaking the rules. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, I said to him, if you want to do that, if you want you want to do like a what they did in South Africa, which is what's it called? Um truth and reconciliation right. after apartheid the way they kind of worked it out was people just instead of punishing oh I remember this yeah yeah so punishing the people who you know were they just admitted to it and charged like were... this is my part in it yeah and that was that mm. which I think is a good way of, of doing it but anyway I said if you're going to do that if you're going to punish every a cosmic punishment of every person who hasn't strictly uh, followed the, the guidelines mm. not a single person in the country would get away with it I, don't I can't. I don't think I know one person who's followed it to the letter. Yeah, well, they haven't popped in someone else's house. In fairness, we wouldn't know of that person because they haven't left the house since March. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's the rare elderly person living alone. Yeah, that has no family or friends. Or yeah, okay, fine. But no one has followed lockdown to the letter because it's not possible to follow lockdown to the letter. Life has to continue. What is to the letter? That's, exactly. That's the problem. What no is one the... even knows what the rules are. Yeah. Because it's different all yeah. over the place. And that's the thing. Like, you had that... Boris Johnson gave that address to the nation. Mm. And half of what he said, or at least most of what he said, either already applied to us... Yeah. Or doesn't apply to us at all. Right. Yeah. Be, so it's, you know... England have different restrictions to Wales, and then within Wales there are different restrictions to other counties. And, yeah. Like, I, I'm... I sympathise in as much as... Like, how do you deal with this situation? Mm-hmm. This is it's it's such a. I, I'm sure the governments are built, or there there are there are things within governments to prepare for this possibility. You know, you'd think we can't think. even deal with snow. Well, in fairness, the country. How shut, often does it snow? The country shut. Yeah, but still, the fact the country has to shut down basically that we have to close all the schools. Yeah. When there's a solitary snowflake. <laughs> It's not that though, is it? I mean, we 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 we've always gone to school in places that are pretty easily accessible. It's more for the students who live up in the mountains where there's no signal. But the, even so, you know, if you live in a country where it can snow, in Saudi Arabia, all right, fair enough. Like yeah. maybe you don't have to prepare for snow, but we should have some measures in place for you know we get snow at least once a year usually, right, to some degree. I think 2018 was our last snow. 2018 was it? Yeah. But you typically, it's been like once or twice a year, hasn't it? Yeah. And then there was that one year well, where I think it really snowed. Last year, we had that flood, didn't we? We had the flood, And yeah. I think that was our snow. Our basically. snow, yeah. Because, um, it, yeah, it was around the right time of year and it was the right amount, but because it was, wasn't cold enough. Government can't do anything well. Up. That, that's a, a very conservative position. <laughs> and it's true, government can't do anything. Yeah. And so my position now is crack on with it. Yeah. Just, just do what you want to do. Don't don't take the pest. Don't have raves. Don't invite fifty people into your house. Mm. Exercise some caution. But like we were going to record last week, and um, you said, "Oh, I, I can come over, but my mother is being tested mm. for COVID." Yeah, uh, and we're getting the results in two days. And I was like, oh, "Okay, we'll delay till the she gets the result." Yeah, that's the way this should be governed. Just let people 
I, I know because a lot of people are going to be stupid about it, but you just have to trust people to be smart about it. Yeah. The fact that, you know, people aren't being allowed to see their loved ones as they die because of this. It's just kind of, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And the hypocrisy of, to make it a bit more political, I suppose, but, you know, the Black Lives Matter rallies weren't fundamentally disrupted by police at all. And police were being chased down the street, being called Peggy, mm. and they're beating police, but, you know, and, and but when they're anti-lockdown protests, they crack down on it immediately mm. and viciously. It's just like, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the blatant hypocrisy of it all. Yeah. And I just think you've got to take, it, it's an individual thing now. As, as an individual citizen, you have to take it upon yourself to crack on with it. Knowing full well that depending, depending on what laws come to pass, that what I'm saying now, you know, makes me an insurrectionary anarchist. <laughs> um, well, yeah, didn't, didn't Boris say in his address to the nation, like, look, I'm warning you, <laughs> we'll get the army involved if we have to. Yeah. Basically. What does that mean? What does that mean? army patrolling the streets yeah and if you shooting people in their homes (laughs) if you happen to see a group of 200 people then you disperse them alright yeah but are you going to stop me going next door are you going to stop me going over my father's grandfather's you're going to kill people Sam I'm going to yeah exactly it's but that's the thing it's this emotional blackmail it's like you do know you're killing your grandfather if you uh, if you don't follow exactly what we're saying Mm. fuck off Mm. it's not as bad as we thought and like if I if I was in a large group of people, if I ended up in a large group of people, right, mm. where I, I possibly could have transmitted it, I just wouldn't go over my grandfather's house for a while. Yeah. Let's just wait you and didn't. see. You didn't. I didn't. At the beginning of lockdown, you right. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, let me do what I'm going to, you know, Yeah. Uh, what I want to do, basically. I mean, like, it's not as bad as we thought. We just need to crack on with it. I'm sure that's going to be little comfort to the families of people who have died from COVID. No, but you could say that about anything, couldn't you? No, but this, this is my point, yeah. is that... Well, I actually don't have a point. <laughs> I just thought that was worth saying. Yeah, I, I don't mean to sound heartless or anything like yeah. that. You know, I haven't lost anyone through it. Mm. And maybe if I ever contract it, I'll be eating my words. Yeah. But, okay, I'll, I'll round it off with this then. Our response is disproportionate to the problem. I okay. think that's fair to say. Well, it's, I think it's because we acted too late, wasn't it? And, and didn't act in the correct way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that we acted too late. It's that we changed tactic too late. Yeah. If we were going to just get on with it from the beginning, we should have just got on with it. But because we went into lockdown late, that's delayed a lot of... I mean... Like, like this this whole um, eat out to help out scheme, yeah. which was obviously to give the economy a little bit of a boost. And mm-hmm. I think it did. I think it did a lot of good for people. Um, I don't know if it's a universal thing, but basically if you went out to a restaurant, not takeaways, but if you went out to a restaurant Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. your food was half price. Yeah. Government paid for half of it. Mm-hmm. And loads of people did it yeah and loads of people made money from it and now they're saying oh that probably contributed to the sudden spikes in covid yeah it's just um it's because nobody's been allowed to interact for x amount of months yeah and now everybody's interacting all of a sudden so the virus is like having a field day yeah yeah exactly i i just think that the way we've handled it next year is a write-off now in terms of getting back to a, a basically normal life mm. next year is a write-off yeah they did that do you yeah. think yeah yeah they did that to us. We've <laughs> lost a year of what could have been, you know, doing this, doing that. Mm. We're not going to have that now. That pisses me off. Okay. It really pisses me off. Um, so yeah, I just think you, you've got to get on with it. Yeah. You just have to L- get on my with point, it. The point that I was, I think a point yeah. I was making before was, yeah, I sympathize to a degree because this is incredibly like, it came out of nowhere. Like, what is the protocol for this sort of thing? And yeah, I'm sure there are protocols in place to deal with pandemics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, protocols that I'm not sure were stuck to. Yeah. Because obviously we don't know what those protocols are. 
So I do, I, I do sympathize to a degree, like the fact that we were going into lockdown. So only like a certain amount of places can be open, mm-hmm. but that's going to tank the economy. So we have to balance like the economy versus people's safety and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But then you do have examples like Sweden where they just, they did a thing and now they're sorted. They're sorted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm it's not, not impossible. It's difficult, but it's clearly not impossible yeah. to deal with COVID. I'm, and I, I'm not saying it's easy. And I know there would have been a lot of prep. Had Boris said, well, we're just going to carry, we're going to implement social distancing, mm. but we're going to carry on as normal. All right. It's going to be fine. Yeah. I know that would have been a bold move and people wouldn't have liked it. But that's kind of what a prime minister is for, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, MasterChef Australia is doing all right. Is it? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, they, there's there's a season of MasterChef Australia that's playing at the moment. All right. I don't know when it was filmed, but they've implemented social distancing. Right. So the judges are always like a certain distance yeah, apart. Yeah. Okay. Like the the contestants, they don't hug anymore. They bump right. elbows. Right. Like if they could film MasterChef Australia. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like we're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's like nobody learns. That's what winds me up. Nobody also that as well, the fact like, oh, you can't go visit your family. Yeah, yeah. But MasterChef Australia, yes. no, that's vital. That's vital. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the fact you can't see your loved one dying in hospital, but uh, if you've got a um, an activist cause, oh uh, yeah, you're probably immune then. Mm. Black Lives Matter is fine. You're huddling groups. It's not it's fine, a cause. is it? I, don't, I, I genuinely no, don't. No, it was. It was. But, no, no, this yeah. is my point. I genuinely don't think there's going to be many people in like government or the police that are like oh it's fine to make exception for Black Lives Matter it's just like the, the fact that we can't do anything without being vilified oh yeah but it's terror it's terror yeah. but well half terror half it's, it's not, yeah it's, I mean doctors signed a la- like a letter an open letter saying that it was okay for people to gather in crowds uh, for, for the Black Lives Matter movement right there was a blatant hypocrisy okay further and further just eroding trust in anything mm do you trust anything anymore? Not really. No, nor do I. So, but the fact that people don't learn, I mean, in the beginning, right, again, like any letter that came through your door, you were getting the wipes on it. Yeah. So, do you do that now? No. Yeah, it's because you just know... I've bought like three video games from Amazon and I'm just right. like, oh, play it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's... Because you, you learn. Yeah. You're supposed to learn. But then you see the headlines of people going out and panic buying again in RCT. Yeah. Didn't you learn from the first fucking time <laughs> where we knew nothing about it, right? And it was a lot more scary and a lot more uncertain. Yeah. That we are not going to run out of shit. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Just do a normal We did shot. run out of toilet paper, though. But because people kept were buying it. Yeah. I think we still have toilet paper. From, from when you yeah from when we had to buy it in bulk because everyone else was buying it in bulk we still got bottles of water that we bought in bulk yeah you know um, but like I can't you excuse that at the beginning beginning because you don't know how bad this is going to get mm. I mean when it starts you're sort of living a little bit depending on how paranoid you are in that thing of if I leave the house it's just in the air man yeah it's everywhere um, and you just don't operate like that anymore because you know more about it mm. uh, I just nobody learns <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Enough of that. Enough of lockdown. Okay. Sam. Yes. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Ripped his own security gates off with his bare hands. Oh yeah. yeah you did hear about that. I saw that. Literally, that's all I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, Facebook and the Independent thought it was vital that I saw this information. I gotta ask you. You know, we talked about Trump being up for the Nobel Prize. Yeah. Have you heard about that anywhere else? No. Nope. L- literally. I no idea. I, have if, th- I saw a video. Um, I didn't watch it because it was Colbert, I think. Yeah. Um, but he 
uh, the, the video was titled something like Trump's neglect for life is endangering the country mm. something like that just after he's been nominated for yeah, a yeah. Nobel Peace Prize but no yeah to answer your question I haven't heard it anyway. you haven't heard it I've told I don't know how many people about it they haven't heard it but my grandfather who's very like watches the news all the time mm. hasn't heard about it yeah. hasn't heard about it and yet I have seen about 10 headlines uh, about uh, how much tax he paid yeah in a certain year mm. I'm <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm very, yeah, exactly. very tired of all this, to be honest yeah. with you. It's just such a, a waste of energy in every direction, isn't it? Well, exactly. Like, like, why is this a problem? You know, like what Douglas Murray has made the point of, you know, that this is not what our generation should be focused on. Mm. The amount of great minds that are being wasted having to think about this stuff. Yeah. When you, you should be figuring out how to get to Mars. Mm. But instead, we, you've I got to worry about social justice. We've missed the deadline, right? For well, I, I I think I've brought it up a couple of times on this podcast. My um, twenty twenty was always the future for me. Mm-hmm. That's because I had a book when I was younger, uh, like a, a facts on space, and it said in that space fact book, yeah, that by twenty twenty people would be living on Mars. Right. I think we've missed that deadline now, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we missed that. Unless that's yes. like um, telling us something. Yeah, that we're, we're not moving as fast as we should. Yeah. I remember having a similar book. It was called Children's Miscellany. Right. And that said, by 2008, so that's how long ago it was, we would have robot firefighters. Right. I, I don't know if we have robot firefighters. Okay. I don't think we do. But uh, yes, we're not advancing as quickly no, as we should No, be. exactly. But we moved away from Dwayne The Rock Johnson ripping off his security gates. I, I assume... And I, I feel okay. like, like this is clearly important because Facebook and The Independent okay. showed it to me okay. as like, a, this is important. Okay, I assumed I was making your point for you. No. But okay, okay, go no. on. No, so we're, we are not going to leave this topic alone okay. until we have sufficiently given it the time it deserves okay. because of how important it is. Okay. What do you have to say about that? Well, it's important. Yes. Right, clearly, isn't it's it? It's very important. Very important. I'm yeah. going to read you the... Um, obviously, it was just a picture of his security gates on the ground. Yes. I'm going to read you the post, because it was Instagram. Okay, yeah, not, yeah. Not the tweet, obviously. The post, yeah, yeah. It's just a post. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm going to read you the post that accompanied it. Okay. And this is from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, right. Okay. Not my finest hour, but a man's got to go to work. We experienced the power outage due to severe storms, causing my front gate not to open. I tried to override the hydraulic system to open the gates, which usually works when power goes out, but this time it wouldn't. Made some calls to see how fast I could get the gate tech on site, but I didn't have 45 minutes to wait. By this time, I know I have hundreds of production crew members waiting for me to come to work so we can start the day. So I did what I had to do. I pushed, pulled, and ripped the gate completely off myself. Tore it out of the brick wall, severed the steel hydraulics, and threw it on the grass. My security team was able to meet the gate technician and welders about an hour later, and they were apparently in in disbelief and equally scared. Right. Not my finest hour, but I had to go to work. And I think I'm ready to be hashtag Black Adam. Hashtag R.I.P. Gates. Or was that Ripgate? Could be Ripgate. (laughs) Oh, maybe it was like a clever, like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, let's not credit him with that. No. Um, Does this seem a bit desperate to you? Well, okay. I I thought I liked Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. I do quite like him. I think he's a convivial... I, nice-seeming bloke. I grow more suspicious of him by the day. I am... Yes, well, I'm suspicious of anybody that people fawn over in on social media. 
So he would be an example of it. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt at a, at a time, Jennifer Lawrence at a certain time. Okay. You know, like, oh, we, we love these people. And, yeah. You know, they're so cray and all mm. that sort. I'm always like, oh, it's the cool thing. It genuinely is. I'm suspicious of it. It's, they're not. They're cunts. <laughs> they're, they're almost certainly cunts. This is the thing. Like, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he was a professional wrestler. Yes. You know, like, he, he probably... I, I didn't really follow his career. His career was before yeah. my time, before I got into wrestling. Yes. So I'm, I'm sure he got involved in some shit. Yeah. When he was in the world of wrestling. They often do. Yeah. But yeah, since his transition into acting, like he's only... A, like he started off doing like children's films. Mm-hmm. So he was like child friendly. And then sort of he became like a blockbuster star. But he's only ever played like yeah. heroes. Well, he started with Scorpion King, didn't, didn't he? And he and the mummy. But that, back then he was a wrestler. Like they hired him because he was a wrestler. Oh, I see. After You're saying after he left professional wrestling. Yeah. I mean, he still pops back in every now and again, but I don't think he fights anymore. I think he started as an action star, didn't he? Like Doom and all that sort of thing. No, I don't know. And then, but he also did like children's films. Yeah. Like I think that. the Tooth Fairy was like his first. Well, there's, mm. there's famous stuff before that. That's quite late. That's like 2008, 2009, isn't it? Okay. Well, for me, anyway, the Tooth okay. Fairy is okay. the beginning of like, oh, The Rock is an actor now. Okay, okay. I know that's not exactly the most actory no. film. He, he was in a film called Get Shorty, I remember. Right. Um, and that was like 2004. And I remember thinking, oh, that's not uh, uh, an action or a comedy. Oh, it is a comedy. Yeah. But you know what I mean? And it was an acting role. Yeah. But yeah, go on. Um, yeah, I grew more, more suspicious of him like, by the day. To me, he's sort of like Disney. Or Tom Cruise, yeah. Where there's this generally, oh, yeah. there's this generally accepted narrative of like, oh, they're just so great. They're so nice. Some Tom Cruise is so nice. He's such yeah. a lovely guy. Disney, like, yeah. it's so wonderful and magical. But like, everybody, everybody accepts this narrative. But everybody knows beneath the surface there's some shady shit going on. Well, with Disney, it's just the fact that um, it has the, the gloss of magic about it because it's Disney yes it is it is the fabric of your childhood yeah but it's also a massive corporation yes so yes there's bound to be a high dose of cynicism there's there's yeah there's that component to it there's also the passive progressive as um, passive progressive read out a media coined yes. where they'll put in like oh this is our first gay character oh this right. is our first lesbian kiss yes. but it's always like the only way you'd ever know is if you listen to the interviews around the film and they're always yep. implemented in such a way where they can be edited out for Chinese audiences. Yes. And they often are. Yes. It's that component as well. It's like, yes. oh, look how, like, we're Disney. We're leading the way. It's like, you're not. Yeah. And then Tom Cruise, obviously, there's, you know, the the, the um, Scientology. Yes, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. With Tom Cruise, you know, you know that his, um, not, not, manner, not manner or demeanor, his persona it has been forged by Scientology. Yes. That, I think that that is a Scientology thing that you make eye contact and mm. you give them all, your entire attention and you're positive and you clap your hands. And yeah. That's like a prescription almost. Oh, yeah. Um, again, but it's like the Fargo thing until it's questioned. And then you see, you see the Scientologists like fucking lose their shit and like <laughs> scream at people and stuff. No. Yeah, because they, they're still tightly wound, aren't they? And yeah. there's definitely a, a weird component where it's like we're going to harbour like closeted Hollywood homosexuals. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on with it. How, <laughs> how that kind of plays into their den- self-denial. Yeah. Because John Travolta is gay and Tom Cruise is gay, let's face it. Okay. God, we're going to get done now. <laughs> yeah, they don't like that. Like, they don't like when you when you say things about their people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just wondering, what what's the rock's darkness? Other than his Samoan-ness. Does that count? 
No, is not, he not, not that kind of darkness. Yeah, I was going to say, um, Samoans aren't... Is he Samoan or Hawaiian? No, he's uh, Samoan. He is Samoan. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Samoan. Yeah, well, he's um, a Pacific Islander, isn't he? Yeah, so, they're not dark, are they? Yeah, well, they're darker. They're darker, but they're not dark. They don't count as... They, they count as minorities, yes. Oh, I see, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think there isn't, because I do like him, kind of, and he strikes me as the type of... Like I said before on the podcast, maybe not on the podcast, but it's someone like him that should be president. Mm. Someone who's who has a very likable way about him. Yeah, is, has pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Mm. You know, he's obviously very um, committed. Yeah, and determined mm-hmm. to keep himself in in good shape like that. Yes, I think but- as well. Like in rest when he started wrestling. I don't know too much about like his, t- but he didn't start as The Rock. Like he started mm. as like a different under a different name, right? And he was a joke basically. He was okay. like mid tier at best. Okay. And then all of a sudden he became one of the biggest names in wrestling. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say I don't think there's a big secret to him. Like, I don't think he abuses his wife or anything. No, like and I'm that. not saying like oh there clearly is a big secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the, like that. That like you know there were hundreds of people waiting on me, so I did. I had to go to work. I had to you know do it for them. And the fact as well that he's never played a villain, they just feel like mm. he's attempting to push this, oh, aren't I so great? It's like he's running for office. A little bit. And yeah. also like this, like not my finest hour. Mm. Bullshit. You ripped a gate off with your bare, like if I ripped a gate off, a security gate off with my bare hands, yeah. message you straight away, do you fucking see this? See, see what I just did. Yeah. Which is what he did, let's face it. No, yeah, but he's framed it as like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. not proud of it. I know. But I, I ripped a gate off with my bare hands. I, for the benefit of others, for other people's yeah. sake. I think the darkness probably extends to he's very congenial and stuff in interviews, and then as soon as he's home, that's just like, ugh, it just like, it kind of it drops off. And yeah, he's like, all oh, these fucking reporters. Because I think The Rock has been a heel in wrestling. Okay, I think more often than not, he was a face. He was babyface, so he was liked. Mm. But yeah, I think it's like there's like one wrestler in the history of WWE who has never been a villain, and it's not The Rock. Okay, so he has done it before. I, I yeah I I just think he has the discipline to never lose his patience publicly yeah so he always does seem very nice and charming and all the rest of it mm. um but I mean that sort of thing that you just read out the the thing that I think of first is people film filming themselves giving money to homeless people yeah oh yes yes twenty quid mate yes fifty quid yeah yeah it's yeah. two hundred quid it's that it's why I mean is the footage his own footage. Well, it's just a photograph. Oh, it's a photograph. I think I think okay. there is also footage of his security team, like okay. just like well, there's the gate. Yeah, that's basically it. Okay. Yeah. It. I mean, okay. This is the kind of cool that I do like. Then he would have been a lot cooler had it never been addressed. That's cooler. To yeah. Me. If it just came out like, oh, we heard that you ripped off your own security gate. Oh yeah, you know, just the thing. Yeah. You know. But then again, would we just think that like, oh, that was planted? Like he knew that was coming, so his reaction was like, ah, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, maybe not like, oh yeah, I don't want to talk about that because that's like, oh, he's hum- so humble. Yeah, I don't, you can't win, I suppose, if you're a celebrity. No, I suppose. Yeah, just like, oh yeah, I did that. I had to get to work, and yeah, I suppose it is a display of my uh, strength. But <laughs> this is why this isn't a story. I do wonder as well, actually, because it's hashtag Black Adam. Now, obviously, that's what he's filming at the moment. Yes. But I do wonder if this was like, you know, subtle marketing. For, 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 bla- for blacks <laughs> no, for, no for Black Adam oh okay that okay yeah like oh my god The Rock just achieved this real life feat of super heroism yeah he displayed super strength and now he's going to play a superhero what a perfect casting I wouldn't be surprised either way to be honest yeah like that was yeah. 
the production company's way of announcing that Black Adam production has begun. Oh, The Rock. Yeah. Do you want to pretend to rip off your own security gates? Yeah, and it's like we'll... a viral marketing sort of thing. Yeah. Um, multimedia. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, no, really, I was watching... I saw the first episode of the new season of Fargo. Is it good? I like it a lot. Okay. Critics like it. <laughs> Does that mean no one else will like it? No. no. Critics like it less than the uh, first three seasons. Okay. They say it's too uh, too big. It's too ambitious. It's too... Um, right. It's not as focused as... And maybe. But the fact is, I don't know how many episodes they've seen. You can't really judge an anthology show on like two or three episodes. Yeah. You have to let let it become what it's going to become. Hmm. There's a lot going on. I have to say personally, I love it. Okay. They released the first two. Right. I've seen the first two. I think we should watch it weekly from now on, you and me. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I really, really like it. And um, there was a line in it that Noah Hawley, you, you just know, he must have gone like, oh, that's a kind of... not. We didn't get there the best way, but that's a fortunate coincidence. They would have filmed this probably... Well, it would have been 2019, right? Mm. And they had... Because they had stopped production on it. Yeah. And then resumed. And that, and now it's finally ready uh, for air. Chris Rock in the first episode is talking to... Um, he's a black gangster talking to an Italian gangster. Mm. And he says something like, you know, that's the thing uh, with with you Italians and you you, Ameri- you white Americans or whatever. You've always got your neon on neck. Right. As a metaphor. Oh, right. Okay. But do you know what I mean? It would have been those things like, oh, how prescient and how kind of... Yeah. Because um, obviously this would have been written and filmed Presumably, way before yeah. the death of George Floyd. Yeah. It's like, what a kind of fortuitous yet unfortunate, yeah. you know... I wonder what the reaction would have been if it was if Fargo had come out when intended mm. and then George Floyd happened. How would how would the public have been? Oh, this inspired. is fucking marketing for Fargo. <laughs> yeah, because that happened in Minnesota as well. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, as as conspiracy theories go, it's quite, quite out there. Yeah, God, Fargo is ambitious if it's like yeah. using hate crimes as marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you have any more to say about The Rock? No, I think we've given him his his, yeah. his dues. Okay. Um, these are all just little bits now, basically. Yeah, these are um, bite size. These are our bite size, yeah. So, another lockdown vu. Okay. Uh, Register trademark? Is that an official... Lockdown vu? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. I've been watching Frasier. And you know, I think... In, was it the last episode where we talked about Friends? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, the 9-11 episode. Yeah. And I discovered that one of the writers, the three creators of Frasier, died in one of the planes hitting the Twin Towers. Oh, wow. Okay. David Angles, his name was. Right. And he was on one of the, I think the first plane that hit. I see. The first tower. Does that... Weird, freaky little coincidence. Does that get addressed in the show at all? Never. Okay. Never. I think a lot of comedies just didn't. It's like, I think they understood... Was Frasier on when 9-11? Yeah, yeah. It would have been in like its eighth season or something. Okay. Like, like near the height of its popularity I would say okay I think the th- the thinking probably just was uh, they need anything but that in mm. our half hour comedy that's fair enough um, and also it's set in Seattle right so there's no compul- yeah, it's, like it's, with Friends there might have been a bit of a compulsion even though I don't, think, I don't think they even did okay yeah, well it was set know. in New York so it probably felt a bit yeah. like eh. I think all, they edited out the Twin Towers from like the opening credits and stuff like that okay and certainly from the inserts you know mm other than that yeah but it, it would be weird like it's not the place I, I know it might feel weird that there's these six New Yorkers and they're not talking about this massive thing that happened mm. but it's also like yeah it's not 
Especially that time it would have been all you heard. Yes. Ever away. Yeah. Don't need it. Mm. Don't need it. Be another freaky little coincidence. Okay. And in tandem with that, uh, because I finished Frasier now, I'm crying at everything now. Uh, yeah, it is good. Okay. It is good. Well, yeah, um, you're crying at it, so it must, yes. be, it must be good. Well, I, I, for a few reasons, obviously it was the finale, and it's the finale of 11 seasons. Yeah. I spent quite a lot of time with Plus it. Plus Cheers as well? Plus, which is 22 seasons. <laughs> well, then, the, a traditional network sitcom, uh, that is one one episode a season has its own season. <laughs> <laughs> as, um, is there much carryover from Cheers in terms of Frasier? No. Okay. No, so the characters do- pop up every now and again. Okay. But literally, it's guest starring, um, you know, Ted Danson, guest starring Ray right. Pillman. And they um, don't, they, so they don't like continue stories from Cheers at all? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Uh, Fraser has his wife in Cheers, recurs relatively frequently in Fraser. Okay. Uh, but, it, you know, they're divorced. Um, but yeah, it never alludes to anything. In, yeah, it's, it is a totally different show, basically. Okay. For all times and purposes. Uh, but yeah, so at the end of it, you know, Fraser is a. I don't think this is a spoiler at this point, is it? Uh, <laughs> the ending of Fraser. The ending of Fraser. Okay. Fraser's a, a DJ. Uh, well, a um, he he does a radio psychiatry show. Okay. And yeah, at the end of the series, he moves away, and one of them every episode, like one of their go-to tableaus is Fraser and his brother. They have coffee together at this little cafe. Okay. And when Fraser's leaving, his brother kind of just shakes hand and says, I'll miss the coffees. And that's the last thing he says to him. So that got me going a bit. Uh, Fraser's, <laughs> Fraser's father... Well, I, it's, it's the corruption routine, isn't it? Like, the, they, they had their routine and now that routine is gone and it should be Oh, that's what to, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the obsessive You're, you're a creature of, of habit. You're yeah. like me in that respect. Oh, don't, 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 do, don't rope me into your <laughs> levels of... No, are you not a creature of habit? No, I am, yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, yes, no. You're like me in that respect. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I'm I'm a meerkat and you're a tiger. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever that means. A tiger of a tiger of order, right? <laughs> a tiger of a two. You're a two. Yeah. So that and then at the start of the show, Fraser's father moves in with him because he, he's been he's recovering from a gunshot wound and he's like a physical therapist. Okay. Um, and he can't live on his own anymore, so he moves in with Fraser, and you know they have quite a um, combative relationship. Mm. You know. Uh, they, they don't get on all the time and Fraser's life is kind of interrupted by his father being there and he hates his dog and all that sort of thing at the end the, the father just the last thing the father says to him is thanks Fraser you know for everything uh, everything just set me off and then he kind of reads a poem on the radio station that kind of ends the series really mm. and then there's like a little detail where Daphne and Niles call their, have called their baby David and then I realised it was named after the guy who had died. Oh, right. Okay. That got me going. <laughs> when I, just re- I started to realise that, I just started crying to myself. <laughs> I thought, okay, maybe this is a fluke. Yeah. But it's not. I was out in the kitchen the other day, and there was a spider. And I, <laughs> and I killed the spider, or right. like half killed the spider. Yeah. And then when I went to pick it up, it was still kind of like, you know, yeah. thrashing about. And that made me emotional. <laughs> I didn't cry, but it was like, oh, I feel... I feel guilty. Mm. I never felt guilty killing insects and things like that. But I felt guilty killing this spider. Okay. And then I was watching a debate about um, political correctness with Stephen Fry. And something he said made me well up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was on Tinder the other day. And, you know, it's like 
I think I set my age preference to like 50 or, so, or 60 or something like to see like how many were on there. Right. And just see these pictures of the women in these in, in their 50s just smiling like on holiday and stuff like that. And that made me sad. Not not genuinely, not like a pitiful, oh, I, I pity them way. Mm. Just in a, oh, they, they, they are still trying, fair play. Okay. I don't mean that to sound condescending or anything. So it's like, like a, like a, like like a in the 50s, sharp like God, inhale of pride. Yeah, God bless them. They're yeah. still trying to find like love in their 50s and stuff like yeah. that. And that made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's not out of the realm of the possibility that I'll cry by the end of the podcast about something. <laughs> I almost did on the last one. What did you cry about? Oh, when we were talking about nine, America and 9-11 and all that. Oh, yes. Yeah. So let's move on swiftly. <laughs> I've been listening to Leonard Cohen a lot. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it just the impulse grabbed me for some reason. I well, Zack Snyder films they tend to use Leonard Cohen oh, stuff. I think yeah. Oh, I, you've been, you've not, been on a Snyder. It's not binge. connected to that at all, all right? Okay. But I did see something the other day where someone was saying, um, "I can't get funding to make my film, you know, that I worked really hard on." But Zack Snyder gets seventy million dollars thrown at him to complete his piece of shit film. Right. That, that my kids call a piece of shit, you know. Yeah. And Edgar Wright liked it, which I thought was, ooh. Ooh, okay. That's, they don't do that. You know, directors, you don't... Yeah. You don't slag off other directors and you don't... Is it possible he misunderstood? Oh, no, it was pretty clear. Okay. It was very clear. Okay, interesting. I, was, I wasn't of the impression that he disliked. Edgar Wright is a very, like, get on with everybody yeah. um, person mm. from what I've seen. So I found that quite surprising. Mm. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's struggling with funding and stuff at the maybe, moment. Maybe, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, the struggle is or real. Or it's like a, gen- yeah, a general struggle to secure financing for a film. Yeah. And this guy just gets, for a shit film, let's face it. This yeah, case. during uh, the time yeah. that we're in. Is moment. it out? Is it out yet? I don't think so. Because I've heard people talking about it, but okay. Well, the trailer came out not uh, so long okay, ago, so trailer. it could still be about... But then again, that was like episode 32, we talked about the trailer. Right. And it was old news then, old-ish news then. So a few months old then. Yeah. What's happening with Last Night in Soho? Is that still April happening? next year. Okay. It's but made. It's done. It's done. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, listen to all of Leonard Cohen. I highly recommend him. Okay. I highly recommend him. In what regard? As a lyricist. Okay. He's, I mean, he's a poet. Because I don't... I'm not against lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I do like them and they do enhance yeah. a song. And I am... Um, I think a lot of people have it, but like if a song doesn't have vocals because I listen to video game music yeah so I like there's a lot of stuff that I listen to that's instrumental mm-hmm. but there is still that like songs take on another like dimension if they have vocals don't they yeah songs with vocals they're more compelling for whatever reason even though I don't I don't favour lyrics right like I'm very much like I like the music yeah the the vocals are just part of the music I broadly agree mm. but if a song has bad lyrics it can detract from yeah this could have been a great song then again like what was it? Lost in Stereo by All Time Low. Right. Has fucking awful lyrics. Yes. I listen to that a lot. You don't... <laughs> so, there, you there's, there's a veil of irony, isn't there? Well, I mean, yes. I, I don't agree with this whole uh, guilty pleasure bullshit. I, I, I think it's nonsense. Okay. Um, you either like it or you don't. Mm. Why are you guilty about it, for God's sake? But there is a, a slight veil of... You know it's not a good song, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's not quite an ironic enjoyment. It's like, no, I like the song, but I, I just recognise it's not a masterpiece <laughs> uh, for, you know I like it for what it is yes but yes no there are there are some instances I suppose I can be won over if a song I don't really like the sound of it but it's got great lyrics mm. I'll give it a break okay whereas I don't the other way I see around yeah I mean Leonard Cohen it, it's they're basically poems 
to music. Like, you don't listen to it for the music okay. at all, even though the musicianship is brilliant. Okay. And I would recommend watching his performance of Who By Fire in London. The musicianship is just extraordinary across the board. There's like someone playing a Spanish guitar. Because uh, what they do is, the song is like two and a half minutes long, mm. but it, they they kind of um, embellish it to be eight or nine minutes. Mm. It's like a Spanish guitar solo. There's a... a a kind of synth organ solo. Okay. Uh, and it's just amazing. All these musicians, like, oh, they're at the top of the game. That is musicianship. Okay. So I recommend watching that. All right. And just watching lyric videos, because they are brilliant. There's one song, I think it's called Anthem, and what's the opening lyrics are, ring the bells that still can ring, forget your perfect offering, there's a crack in everything, that's how the light gets in. Okay. I love that. (laughs) There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Right. What a better way of saying imperfection is kind of like a necessary. Yeah. That got me going, see? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I, if you weren't already, I recommend listening to, to Leonard Cohen. <laughs> okay. Who died right. many years ago. All right. Um, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Oh, no, like three years ago, I think. Anyway, by the by. Uh, seen the Emmys? No. Have they happened? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they happened. I thought I would know if they happened. I know. You don't really hear about it anymore, do you? No. Anything good? Watchmen won quite a lot. Okay. Um, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem with Watchmen winning things is that the people who made it then have to make a speech about it. Oh, right. And that's where it lets it down a little I bit. I see. Okay. Uh, well, what have we got this time? That's what you think, isn't it? That's what okay. you'd expect. I mean, it was pretty straightforward. Shit's Creek. Are you familiar with the comedy Shit's Creek? I'm familiar with the It's swept. Yeah. It swept the board. Okay. It I'm... won Best Comedy Series, right? Right. And like writing and directing, I think. Okay. And also, lead actor, actress, supporting actor, actress. It won all four acting categories. Right. Which I don't think has ever happened at the Emmys. Is it good? Not that good. I got the impression it was like, not like daytime TV, but it was just like, you know, filler television. It's, it's, it's above that. Okay. But yeah, it's certainly... It's been going for a long time, like, unrecognized. I think that's part of why it, it's so well-loved. But also, it's it's a bit like um, Parks and Recreation, where it's fun... It, the, the the drive of the show, it's about, like, people getting on. Okay. Do you know what I mean? But, like, it's not, it's not a cynical comedy. It's, like, there's a lot of love in it. Right. People like that about it. Okay. And it's, you know, it's very, you know, pro... Everyone's pro-gay rights. But, you know, ah, right. it, it's, it pushes that, let's okay. say. So that swept the board. Succession, I'm happy, one drama series and, and an acting thing. Yeah, nothing spectacular um, except Watchmen won. Regina King mm-hmm. won for a performance in Watchmen. Out of all the, those supporting actors that were nominated, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II won. What's that? Uh, he he plays um, Dr. Manhattan, her, boy, her husband. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you know. All right. Okay. How much is he in it? He's in enough to. There's, there's that episode, like their episode where they're on the date. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in every, he's in every episode. Yeah. But yeah, it's he won for that episode, didn't he? Yes. Really, which you don't even see him as Manhattan in, as I remember. No. Well, you you very rarely see him as Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's in like one or two scenes, and then he's spoiler, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, well he won. Okay. They all made those sorts of speeches, especially Damon Lindelof. I was like, oh, I, I really, I really want to love Lindelof. It's <laughs> this one bit of him that really fucking winds me up. Um, but the the salient thing of it for me was Anthony Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know him. I know him. He came out on stage. I'm, 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 I'm watching. You're watching I'm, the shield. I'm watching the shield. Uh, yeah, he came out on stage and said, you know, it was all shtick about like 
this was poised to be the most black Emmys ever because of all the nominees. Yeah. It was going to be so black. It was going to be like hot sauce black. It was going to be blah, blah, black. It was going to be fits the description black, right? And right. stuff like that. Like, uh, whatever. And then he said, um, but seriously, I am rooting for all the black nominees because black stories matter and black lives matter, right? Imagine, right, coming out on stage and saying, I'm supporting the white nominees. Mm. It's like, it's given a pass because it's like, it's like Arsenal or something. It's like a team sport. I'm yeah. rooting for this team. But imagine saying that. I'm rooting for the black nominees. That's but like blatant, unfiltered you racism. Had, you had me going then. I, the, I, the way you were presenting it, I thought you were going to say, like, he did all that. Yeah. And then he came out with this very, like, no, but seriously, Black Lives Matter, get your shit together. You're ruining our reputation. I thought you yeah. was, was going to say something in that we support. Oh, no. And then you were like, you doubled down on it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't take Anthony yeah. Anderson away from oh, me. Oh, they're all like that, aren't they? Yeah. By which I mean Hollywood celebrities, not yeah, black of course. people. Well, like you said yourself, the Lindelof was very yeah. much that. Yeah, yeah. Is it genuinely ruining your enjoyment of him? N- not of his work. Okay. I mean, Watchmen kind of has that infused in it. It's yeah, about it's, it's that. sort of impossible to ignore during Watchmen. It's weird because he's very that. He's very left-wing and he supplicates himself to Black Lives Matter. And, you know, I've seen no one more vocal about it in my little sphere than him but then he made he wrote The Hunt didn't he and mm. he said the reason he, he wanted to make that film was to show that both sides you know there are um, stereotypes about conservatives and about liberals yeah. and actually most people who are conservative are alright and most people who are liberal are alright but he, it's weird like there's kind of a clash with how he presents himself on social media yes. and certain, and his his other work um, that kind of belies that a little bit. Um, I mean, I love Lost, and luckily Lost doesn't have any of that in it. Mm. I remember watching Lost, right, as a ten, a nine-year-old, and you have Saeed, and you're my... It never once occurred to me, like, oh, there's a there's an Iraqi man in this. Yeah. Never thought about it. Mm. it never once. And I genuinely mean that. It just does, simply does not occur to you. Mm. Oh, they're Koreans. Yeah, and they actually speak Korean. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, it's a flight. It's an international flight, whatever. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it doesn't detract and the leftovers is great, obviously. I just hope he moves on thematically to something else. Okay. That he's not so obsessed with race in America that it has to define everything he writes from here on out. But yeah, that was the Emmys. A bit a bit of a fluff. Okay. A bit of a... It, it detracts my general relationship from my general relationship with um, the film industry mm. and Hollywood and all the rest of it. Like, mm. I just know we wouldn't be welcome. That's yeah. the fact of the matter. Yeah. yeah. We would, so long as we said the yeah, right things. said the right things. Uh, are you familiar with a show called Criminal UK? No. It's on Netflix. And they did one batch of, I think, three or four episodes last year. It's like the self-contained things where it's about the, a little group of police officers, detectives, and they bring someone into it, an interrogation room, and the episode is the interrogation. Okay. Half hour, little, you know, um, chamber piece sort of thing. Uh, and I wasn't like massive on the first season. It was okay. And they rolled up the second season a couple of weeks ago. I really liked it. Okay. It's um, somewhat for philosophical reasons, let's say. Right. Um, there's an episode. Actually, I'll, I'll get to that after this. So Kumail Nanjiani is in it. Uh, I think I know that name. He plays Raj in The Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know he was British. 
Yeah, I knew. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, yeah, they really play up his Indianness in the. Oh in yeah, the yeah. Bang but theory. I assumed he was an American actor. I assumed he was like um, Sandhil Ramamurthy, who played Mahinda in Heroes. I see. Okay. Which you know is great in Heroes because he starts off as a very Indian, very da 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 da, and then he just sort of becomes English by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And in in real life, he's got quite a like a canned American accent. It's, oh right. It's so okay. weird. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't know that he was British, mm-hmm. and I didn't know it was him. It genuinely, like, it's not like they have done a massive transformation, but he really looked different. I guess because Raj is quite metrosexual, isn't he? That's mm. sort of his thing. Foppish hair. And, yeah. But he has just a beard in this and kind of short hair. And call me racist. I actually thought it was Himesh Patel, I think is his name. The actor who's in Yesterday, the Danny Boyle film. Okay. And in Tanit, I think he pops up in. Oh, right. Okay. Um, okay. No, it's Kamal Nanjani. He's really good in it. Okay. He, play, he plays a, a killer. Oh, uh, right. Who's, who's already been caught for it. He's, he's doing time. Mm. But he, he kind of, he says, oh, you know, I'm in prison with all these other killers. Anything you want to know? And to negotiate like a, a lower sentence for himself. And he's really good in it. Okay. Um, Is that sort of the appeal of it that it's just a writing performance powerhouse show? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was hands down the best performance for me. Okay. I really liked him in it. Okay. The other... Uh, Actors in the other episodes, you know, Sharon Horgan, she's in mm, Catastrophe, she's the woman in Catastrophe. No. Okay, Irish actor. Oh, she's in Game Night. She's um, the idiot's girlfriend uh, okay. in Game Night. All right. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, know, Night, I know to which character you are referring. Yeah, you know the idiot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the woman he's with. Yeah, but I can't picture her. No, okay, fine. <laughs> but I know um, that character. You know I know character. what to look up now. Okay. So okay. I can confirm that yes. I know that, yeah. Uh, her. Uh, I think the first episode is. Oh, what's her fucking name? Black actress who's in Hotel Rwanda. Sophie Okanado, I think, is the first one. Genuinely, no way. You're no, just throwing names at me, Sam. <laughs> it could mean anything. Uh, but I think the third episode, it was Kit Harrington. You know Kit Harrington. I know Kit Harrington. Yeah. Uh, and I expected that to be, oh, God. People are going to lap this up because it's him. Because yeah. he's the one that's on the poster. Oh, it's right, him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is good, right? And okay. that episode is, is my favourite episode. It's about a guy that's been accused of rape. And he's like a real estate agent. And he's a London prig. Like, he's entitled and arrogant. He talks like that, you know. And you hate him. Okay. Um, and then, like, as they're digging through research while he's being interviewed, he obviously insists he hasn't done anything wrong. They find out that this woman has accused men in earlier jobs of sexually assaulting her and got, like, a big... Right, um, okay. You know, yeah. either a promotion a or a settlement. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that it casts doubt on it. Mm. And they can't arrest him. And it basically, by the end of the episode, it looks like he's innocent, right? Okay. Um, but they're like, okay, you're free to go. And he's like, what do you mean I'm free to go? Like, oh, you can leave. We're not going to arrest you today, but we'll let you know if that changes. Um, and he's like, um, excuse me, um, I've given you five hours of my time. Give me five minutes of yours. Sit down, right? So the guy does. Right. And he's like, um, I had a cousin uh, who, when she was in university, she was accused. Um, they thought she had drugs. She was a drug dealer, had drugs in her uh, flat. So the police stormed it. And they destroyed it. They mm. ripped everything up. And then when she came back after a particular day, she found that everything had been replaced and put back in its right place. How are you going to do that for me now? Everyone at my work saw you arresting me, taking me out, and they know I've been ch- accused of rape. That's never going to wash off. So how are you going to fix that now? Mm. thought, that's just brilliant. Yeah. You just don't hear that ever. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of left unresolved because there's nothing they can really do about it. Oh. But that's like, they don't go, yeah, you're completely right. But they sort of don't say anything to him mm. I'm like listen that's just but not is how that, it works but is there that general understanding of he's got a point yeah like the show is saying that but the police are like um, 
there's nothing we can do. That's not how this works. You just have to go and pick up the pieces. Okay. Uh, but I thought, like, it was nice to hear that. Yeah. The film that we have been making is a similar-ish thing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm always dubious about bringing that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Because of my history it. with uh, know, films, making films. And... It's going to get made. We, we won't talk about it. Okay. Other than to say... It's good. <laughs> it's, it's, the script is very good and, and shines a light on another side, mm. another perspective that you don't often hear. Let's yes, out. exactly. No, that does sound great. Because Kit Harrington, he's not good, right? Is that the no, reputation? No, that's the thing. I mean... Like, like he's good as Jon Snow, yeah. but anything else he's been in, it's like, oh, he's, he's not very good as... Yeah, he? he's never impressed in anything. But that, to be fair, I haven't really seen him in anything else. Um, he's good as Jon Snow. I know that he was the villain in one of the Call of Duty games. Oh, yeah. And I think he was the villain... Like, the villain before him was Kevin Spacey. Okay. So I think after Kevin Spacey, people were like, oh, Kit, Kit Harrington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not a villain. No. Yeah, I haven't seen Oh, yeah, that, also yeah. completely miscast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, he was in Spooks, the film the, of the, you know, of the TV show. Okay. But I think that was rubbish. Okay. No, he's. it turns out he's actually not a bad actor. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's nice. Um, he's not just a pretty face. That's know. good. Uh, so I would recommend watching it. Because Amelia Clark is, right? She hasn't done anything since Game of Thrones that's... I don't think she's a bad actress. I just don't think she's been in anything good. Okay. You know? But yeah, she's never wowed. I think her as Daenerys. Even that is like, well, she's not fantastic. Right, okay. It's a good character. Yeah. She doesn't give a fantastic performance. Okay. It's quite uh, public schoolgirl right. performance. You know? Okay. Um, anyway, if you hear banging, there's work Yeah, apologies for any yeah, background yeah. noise. The house next door is being demolished by the sounds of it. Well, the last people who lived there, I might have talked about on the podcast, were the scumbags, the police came and all that. See, I genuinely have no idea if you've told that story. I don't know. Because okay. you can't leave that story hanging if you haven't told it. They were the people who, li- who lived next door to me were other, like you know proper valley scum, <laughs> up all night like sh- screaming at each other. One of them hit his girlfriend. I know that you know um, that. Yeah. Oh, talk like that. Alcoholics, horrible people. And on uh, one night outside my house, the police pulled up, got out, went next door. I heard someone on the radio say, yeah, we've been told to leave. We've been told to pull back, I think was the expression. Okay. And then one by one, about, I'm not exaggerating, 12 police cars came into the street. Hmm. Armed response. Men with guns. Right. About, yeah, about 10 to 15 men with guns in the street. Hmm. Up to next door, like, come out with your hands up and no one's going to get her. Storming through the house. <laughs> right. Terrifying. Yeah. Later found out that he had... Um, He'd been hitting his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. The other one living Are there... Are these the um, uh, the slugs that you were on about at the beginning of the podcast? Do they I mean, count that, as slugs? That's just an aspect. These, like, behave... These animals. Right. Know, these, these are the lowest of the low, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Hitting his pregnant girlfriend, and the other guy who lived there tried to stop it, mm. and when he tried to stop it, the guy put a knife to his throat. Right. Um, Did he do any damage with said knife? Not significant. He okay. put it to his throat and like cut him a little bit. Okay. And then ran off with a knife. And then the police came with the guns. I see. And then the next day, I saw him just waltz back into the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're gone. And they're, why? Um, why did he waltz back in? Well, I don't. The, obviously, How I should say the How? guy didn't press charges. Obviously, right? Because they, they. So that guy came round asking for tools and stuff as they were moving out, and this friend of his right so my mother said to him why didn't you press charges just curious he went how oh, can I he's my best friend I've known him for like 20 years like, right yeah some friends you've got me yeah yes yeah, so that that perverse weird valleys bullshit you know like oh he's my brother or something. Mm. 
ridiculous. So that's what it was. He just, he just traped. But I think if you're causing a situation yeah. that requires an armed response, because here's the thing, uh, you know, whenever there's a gun on the table, someone might get shot. Hmm. I might have gone out of the house and made a scene about something. Yeah. Made a sudden move. You never know. You never know. If you're causing Any that situation. Any of the kids that live on this street right. could have been running about, you know? Right. That deserves some punishment. Yeah. You know, either either remunerative or penal. I, he should have gone to jail for a bit. He should have. Mm. Uh, you, you, you brought out the guys with guns. All right, you're going to jail then. Or just community service at the very least. Yeah, something. Yeah. Something. Anyway, yeah, after the, as they're moving out, like the, the, the more pleasant one, mm. even though he wasn't, but more pleasant one, he had a dog. Right. Uh, the, you know, for a long time he'd had this dog. And the guy just came and took the dog. He stole this dog. Right. I'm standing in my living room saying, you took my dog. I'm like trying to hold back sobbing. <laughs> so God, I feel you're human to me now a bit. Yeah. But um, anyway, they've they've left. So you can imagine what their house the looks like. The state of the house, yeah. So they have the constant work. They had to rebuild a wall because he decided one night at midnight to come and get his fridge. Yeah. And instead of carrying it gently, he just kind of threw it down the steps and it took out the wall. <laughs> right. So they're rebuilding the wall as well. Scum. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, apologies for any background noise. Yeah. That's at least you have a backstory now. Yes. It, it's you're not suffering through the background noise for nothing. Uh yeah. So I, I recommend Criminal UK. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. So uh, you're saying that the Kit Harrington episode is the best one, but the best performance is yeah. Raj. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But watch it all. But watch it all. Yeah. yeah. It's all. It's all pretty good. Yeah. I went to Metro's couple of weeks ago okay uh, our haunt our haunt in Cardiff is this has this been discussed on Fun Filtered because I know that Metro's the, yes the podcast that preceded us ah oh, okay there was like a whole episode where we basically <laughs> just talked about Metro's I think Ed no did in the Fun Divided did Eddie and Freya talk about oh Metros? probably yeah because yeah. Eddie's a, a frequenter as well yes and her as well Freya is she was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a, a dive it's a rock dive damp sweaty Sweatros. Sweatros. It's literally a hole in the ground. It's a hole the, in the ground. Because the, the upstairs, the bit that you actually walk into is obviously like where you pay at the you yeah. pay the person, there's a cloakroom next to them and there are toilets. And the bogs. Yeah. The actual club is downstairs underground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a pet, but we like it because it, uh, it doesn't play to our ideal taste, but it's music we can put up with. Yeah. I think. Yeah. With the occasional song we actually like. Yes. Uh, and it's cheaper than a lot of places, so I think that's a big... Have they brought straw. squashed frogs back? No, as well? they're gone. You sure? Because I'm I sure they I saw something on their social media saying they were bringing them back. Oh, maybe then. I don't know. I certainly didn't. Because if one. they are, I definitely want to go back sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, there's no point at the minute. But um, you can book a table for like two hour stints. Okay. And then you got to go. Right. Um, but yeah, I went there. It's a pub basically. They got all the lights on. They built a little gazebo. Like, or got all fairy lights on it. Okay. You can book to sit in. Right. Downstairs underground. Oh, underground. No, I don't know where it is already, I mean. No, 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 yeah, the gazebo's not outside where the smoking area was. No, no, they've got an internal gazebo. Okay. Um, with all fear, like, it's just like an element they've of got the room. They've got fucking club lights, haven't they? Metros. Yeah. Well, you just put on the club lights. Yeah, they haven't done that. They put on their light when they close lights. Yeah, the house lights. Yeah, the house lights. So um, I said to the guy who works there, it looks like a, a crime's been committed here. <laughs> It's like so used to being pitch black yeah. that all of a sudden like no stop oh, something God, I horrible can see the, I can see the grime and the yeah, filth yeah. 
<laughs> they painted like a, a a mural of like Day of the Dead. It's weird. There's some new stuff there. Okay. Um, Are you sure? Because there is a mural that's been on like it's got yeah, desperados it's, and then like a skull above it. Or different something. one. Yeah. Okay. New one. It's, they better not paint it over that mural. That mural is Metro's. They can't paint over I, it. It's not on the dance floor. It's um where we sit. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's fine. Then. Yeah. It's um. I mean, it's it's functionally a pub mm. now. But anyway, the reason I brought it up, along with becoming more emotional. <laughs> I'm losing my patience with people very quickly. It's a weird path you're going down, isn't it? <laughs> I'm more emotional, but I can't tolerate Stand people. people. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was, I'm meeting someone, right? And we were, we were chatting. And every now and then, there was someone who works there who, he's a photographer, right? Mm. And he, know, he knows the person with whom I was having a drink. Mm. And he just kept, we'd be in mid-conversation, he just kept coming up and just started having a conversation. There. Right. I, was like, I can't, when you think of objectively how rude that is yeah just walking up to someone's table and start having a chat with that's them that's a power move isn't it does he well think- yes but to no end <laughs> but does he think you're competition is that the idea no okay. let's think she, she went there with her boyfriend the night before right so I'm just like a guy okay do you know what I mean and he knows me well as in he knows like he's seen me a bunch yeah. um, we've, been, we've been going there since university I'd like to think that they know who yeah, we are yeah. right now we're not speaking terms hmm yeah, no, it didn't feel it didn't feel like a oh I'm gonna make like slide between the two of you. It was just like an assumption that oh, I'll just go and have a chat. Mm. But just the rudeness of it, yeah. it just really <laughs> struck me. And then the people there were people on the table behind us, right? And there was a guy there. I'm gonna say he, yeah, and you say I say it a lot, but I think he was autistic, right? And because all of his friends were sitting around him, mm. and he was just talking like delivering at them yeah and I didn't hear any of them say one word for the four hours I was there okay uh, he was just expounding on different subjects he was don't and they had to listen to don't him don't think he was drunk don't think he was oh no no no, no on he, E or something no no it wasn't it wasn't like that okay he was just talking about um, the, the, the snippets I overheard were um, oh yeah so you know uh, Sheila whatever yeah Sheila thinks that you know you you um Mental illness isn't a thing unless it's been diagnosed. You know, she doesn't believe in... Right. It was that guy. Okay. Right? And yeah, it's got to the point where we got... The guy came up and said, oh, do you want your photograph taken? I'm like, oh, God. All right. Fine. And they took one of the group behind us. And... Uh, <laughs> the, but he just went, like, do you want your photograph? Yeah, all right. And then just went and photographed somebody <laughs> else. No, no, he took our photo and then took a photo of the group behind us. Um, and I was facing them, right? I could see them. Okay. And, you know, they, they did their poses. And then the person I was with said how are they posing and it's, it's very quiet in there cause, and I said like fucking wankers <laughs> right and they heard me okay and they all looked in my direction and I realised a beautiful thing I don't care anymore <laughs> <laughs> there was a time oh where that's that, dangerous that would have embarrassed me Sam uh, not caring is a dangerous <laughs> thing <laughs> that would have embarrassed me not not a long time ago yeah. like oh god they heard me um, mm. And I was like, oh, c- come on then. <laughs> you double down yeah, on Yeah, come it. and speak. Come and have, you know, have a go if you think you're hard yeah. enough, whatever. That's not saying that I would, like, in an actual fight situation, happily, you know, yeah. engage in combat. <laughs> but that has gone for me now. Okay. That thing about being nervous around strangers or apprehensive. Ah, like, oh, fuck you. Mm. I, I am my default now is fuck you. I am who I am, right? And you're just going to have to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is lovely. It's a lovely thing. It's usually, like, whenever that's said... Because you get that a lot nowadays, obviously, with, like, you know, oh, we have to accept... You know, I am who I am. Yeah. yeah, people who are trans, people who are overweight, people who are, you know, of a certain colour, or, you know... All these different, like, oh, you know, I am who I am. Yeah. And, and that's a beautiful thing, and no one should hate me for it. It rarely it, applies... It doesn't ring with the same kind of... It doesn't ring the same when you say it. It rarely applies to someone who's just ornery. Yeah. Who's just a bit... Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I, I am transgender, and that's a beautiful thing, and no. I need to accept that. I am, you God, know, God. Have you seen a transgender? It's not a beautiful. Thing. <laughs> I, I'm overweight, and I accept that, and that's a beautiful God, thing. That's definitely. Not I'm, beautiful. I'm a wanker. I'm gonna fuck. You gotta no, fucking like, deal with I'm not, it. I'm not talking about like being an an ass to people. Right. I don't mean that. Like it's my way or the highway. No, yeah, I don't mean that. Yeah, you're not saying that like that's gonna be a default, but you are saying that like I don't care if it get if, if it reaches that point. I'm saying I'm not kind. Of, uh, I make no apologies now. Okay. For, you know, um, I, I yeah, I have no problem. So I, we talked about it. I, I went to Cardiff and uh, I wasn't allowed to, right? Okay. Um, you know, we were allowed to. We were in lockdown at that point. Oh, I see. Our yeah, yeah. in lockdown. Okay. So yeah. I went to Cardiff. And then when I was buying my ticket uh, in Cardiff, a guy just who was working at the train station off to the side said, why have you come from Ponty? Now, normally, I think I would have got... Uh, so I and just like not been able to think of anything, mm. and so just confessed. Yeah, but I just like knee jerk. It's personal. I said to him, I thought oh, that's shut him up. Mm. I said it's personal. He went, all right, mate. And then I went to leave, and he pulled me over, and he said, oh no, but why have you come from Ponty? And I said, oh, it's personal. So I'm going to need more than that. Mm. So I said, I tried to think of the thing of something that would make him the most embarrassed for having asked me. Mm. So I said, oh, my my uh, best friend tried to commit suicide. Uh, yesterday, so I've come down to make sure they get the help they need. <laughs> and he went, oh, I didn't need to know that much, mate. <laughs> and I said, okay. He said, you could have just said it was personal. And I said, I told you twice it was personal. <laughs> and he hears me like fueling the argument. Mm. Usually, even if it got to that point, I would have gone, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's personal. I walked away. And like, yeah. oh, I know you're doing a good job, mate. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, oh, no, I've got good... I've got good ground to stand on here. Right. So I said I told but you But you twice. don't, because your best friend didn't. No, no, but in terms of, like, he's just contradicted himself. What, right. Is what I mean. Okay. So you... I told you twice it was personal. Mm. And he went, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not to book anybody anyway. So I said, why have you asked in the first place, then? It's purely because you thought you were going to catch someone out and have a laugh. Mm. You can't do anything. Well, maybe, he, maybe that was him floundering. Maybe he thought, oh, if I say that I have no authority, he, yeah. won't, keep up, make, he won't keep making a fuss. Well, I wasn't making He'll think the there's same. no fight here. I was leaving. Yeah. And he called me back over. Yeah. You know, I wasn't gonna... I thought it's personal would do. Mm. Apparently not. But then apparently so. Yes. Stupid. <laughs> but anyway, things like that, or like talking on the phone to somebody, I've always be, been quite uncomfortable with talking to strangers on the phone. Mm. Not anymore. Okay. So that's, that, that's nice that that's happened. Do you have anything like that? What, struggling to talk to strangers on the phone? No, no, like similar change in um, your manner or your approach no 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 okay I don't think so how are you with strangers in, in those sorts of situations well on the phone I'm always worried that I'm not going to be able to hear them properly right um, that's my big anxiety on the phone you have to keep going what yeah yeah, yeah sorry, no, I don't want to be that guy okay I don't think I have bad hearing I have a bit yeah. of tinnitus a little bit right it's not like omnipresent it comes and goes right but yeah, I just, I'm just worried that I'm going to end up being that guy. I'm just like, what? What? I don't... What? Right. Um, I think I'm okay with strangers. I think I'm one of those people who, like, if there's a pre-established dynamic, mm-hmm. if there's an expected dynamic, I'm fine. 
Yeah. Like if if like oh you know hello I'm taking your audio your your audio <laughs> I'm taking your audio away <laughs> yes. from you. Yeah. You can't have audios in this climate. Um, if I, if I'm t- you know I'm taking your order from you, it's like okay I can deal with this. Mm-hmm. Or like if if you know we are we are having a conversation about X topic, mm-hmm. I can deal with that. It's the moments where like. It's those horrible moments where, like, small talk occur, mm. occurs, where it's like, okay, there is nothing, there is no dynamic, there is no history to play off. Mm. We are just people in this place. The reason- and we have to occupy, we have to, like, you know, keep each other occupied. Yeah. That's where I'm like, I don't really know I, I hate what to do. I hate small talk. Yeah. For me, it's always been the, like, it, it so bores me. I can't even, the prospect of it boring me trumps my anxiety at nothing being said. Mm. You know, I'd rather just kind of sit in, in awkward silence. Yeah. Go, oh, so, you know, what, how's your job? Because I don't care yeah. most of the time. And yeah, I don't want to be the, the um, oh, weather's blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. You I don't, don't want to be that guy. You don't want to do that. I think that's, yeah. that, that's more the reason why I don't speak to people, to new people, mm. until there's something to talk about. It's because I don't want to be that guy. We were, talk- we were saying earlier, you know, one of the nice things about the podcast, one of the- its benefits has been, I feel like I'm able to hold court now. Mm. I can I can drive a conversation rather than just participate in one. Yeah. And so I feel like if I was sat down with a stranger, I'd be able to fill that silence. Yeah. With non-small talk. I was like, oh yeah, so, you know, any films you like that you've seen recently? Yeah, something like that. That's a bit above, slightly above. Yeah, the weather. Because really. it can open up, you know, something. Yeah. Or if I was feeling particularly bold. So what are your views on Black Lives Matter? <laughs> um, I'm going to do that at some point. <laughs> Just as an opening to really freak out, like, when I meet a new person. Like, oh, here's my friend Sam, you know. Yeah, hello. Oh, what's the thing that Steve Merchant said? He said he moved in with a bunch of, uh, you know, like, into a flat with people. He didn't know one of the people there. Mm. And he said uh, they hadn't really talked or broken the ice. And, w- and he was doing the washing up. And Stephen Merchant walked up to him and he said, like, have you heard the, the good word of the Lord? <laughs> just a freaky mug oh god no I've never done with that before. one of these nutters, yeah so I'm gonna, I'll do that at some point just straight up like so what are your views on Black Lives Matter well, that'd be funny um, it will be until you you've ruined a potential friendship don't care I've got, okay. I've got all the friends I need now okay I've got you I've got Eddie yeah I've <laughs> uh, got like one more <laughs> maybe two three to push yeah Mm. There's something in it. Yeah. In the middle of that, not the conversation we just had, but the one I had in, in Metro's as well. At one point, my debating partner, oh, she she said right wing, right? But in like a derogatory context, like the word right wing was the bad thing in that. Right. Oh, but that's like a right wing thing. Yeah. When did that, when did just right wing become a dirty thing? <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Because like, like, we have to say far left. Yeah, you can't say left. Yeah, we don't just say left. Far we, left. We say leftist, far left, or progressive. Those yeah, are the yeah. words we use. Or like social justice warrior. Yeah, yeah. We qualify. Not even that anymore. That's sort of that's yeah. That's kind of died in the yeah. Sense, isn't it? But yeah, right wing. That's enough. Right wing means Nazi. Means yeah. neocon. It means all the bad things. Yeah. There's no scale continuum like there is on the left. Mm. It's just right wing. Just means right wing. Bad. Yeah, right wing yeah. equal bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when that started. Like stuff like Tory, it's like oh he's fucking Tory. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that I get because that's like you know. Well, I don't get. It. I mean, it's it's t- team sport. No, but that feels like a like that. That's oh, that, that's a nickname that we get. Oh, the Tories. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Being conservative is different from being a Tory. I'm not a Tory, hmm. but I am a conservative. All right. What is the difference? Just so we all know. Difference between saying that Black Lives Matter and agreeing with the organization Black Lives Matter. 
in principle, I'm conservative. I don't have to support every conservative party. I see. If it's a choice between the Tories or Labour, I'm obviously going to choose the Tories. Mm. But I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't identify as a Tory. Okay. Listen, I know more, much more about American politics than I do about British politics mm. because conservative, even though it's a lot more stable than liberal, yeah, it's still different in every country. It means different things in different countries. So I'd be lying if I said I like I, I knew the full gamut of what it meant to be a conservative in Britain. Mm. I'm much more familiar with what that would mean in America. But there are there are certain values in common. Yeah. And I subscribe to those values. Personal liberty, individual responsibility, those sorts of things. Okay. Where where would you and not you don't like to tie your colours to the mast too much, but mm. um if you had not like right wing because I think those are kind of redundant now as well. Yeah. It they move so fluidly. Mm. Things that ten years ago were liberal, you know, proclamations are now conservative proclamations. Yeah, exactly. So forget about it. Well, if you had to say you were a thing in that arena, what would you say? I really don't know. I think I have more traditional views, generally speaking. More conservative views. I think so. Yeah. My my thing is just like I don't like I I I don't like the people that hold those values. That's the problem. I, I feel like conservatives. No, no. I feel like I fall out more with people who hold. Um, left-leaning views than I do with people who hold right-leaning views. Right. Like, people who hold right-leaning views, they can seem a bit out of touch sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they can seem a bit stuffy. Yeah. Fuddy-duddy. Yeah. But I prefer that to people making an enemy out of me. Sure. You know, like, oh, you're... A... And I know that's, like, an extreme thing. That's, yeah, like, yeah. one subsect of left-leaning people. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you're a white... You're white, cisgendered man yeah. who is not disabled. Yes. And... I forget heterosexual. if I, heterosexual yeah. therefore you were the enemy yeah like no well why have you done that because how <laughs> yeah. how yeah, the yeah. fuck do you expect me to give you the time of day now well yeah exactly exactly because you just made an enemy of me before we even started you know I mean you're fairly neutral I would say not not like across the board in terms of you're not into politics really it's not no. like quite your thing yeah uh, there are things you believe obviously but it's not really doesn't matter to you all mm. that much and the fact that you just said that you know like they're making an enemy out of me how do you expect me to listen to you I think you represent most people I think you represent the unspoken silent majority okay that are like because being called a racist is the most pretty much most despicable thing you can be called in public life now socially speaking yeah, yeah. racist or pedophile like those are the two yeah yeah. I understand at the beginning it's like oh you're a racist like oh uh, oh I uh, better not that's quite a big accusation. I better not, you know, mm. uh, tread on anyone's toes. I'll keep my head down. Yeah. You can only do that for so long before those same people go, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I think we're reaching that. I think we are going to reach that soon, mm. I think, with BLM and... God, I hope so, anyway. <laughs> do you have anything else? No. Um, <laughs> it's the banging on the, on the house. Yeah. No, I think, I'm thinking we're... Uh... That feels like a decent place to end it, that that discussion, yes. doesn't it? Yes. Like, we had the, the thing to take away from yes. today's episode. That's that, then. All right, then. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.